Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting... Oh! Let him play! You bet one one bone to win 19. I'm just, where, what site do you use where you can actually bet one buck? <laughs> they let you do 50 cent bets. Oh my goodness, Greg. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally like he dropped Superman down like the drain. Comes out like, God damn it, Superman. <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't know where he got that from. From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City, part of the Dit Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina. Good evening, sports fans, and a pleasure to have you here for the big Dit Cow Football Show. Good to have you back with us from the Dave in the City studios of the home of champion, Southern California. Um, late start, so really sorry about that. And we have audio, we have some major audio problems right now. Um, the audio is only coming out on one side, so I'm gonna work on that while um, I get everybody on. But uh, why don't we do, go ahead and do that as we start? Really, and this is another amazing week of football. Like it, um, the NFL week was just phenomenal. Like I mean, it's it's great. It's the best week we've had so far since um, the season got underway. It's an amazing time um, for the sport. No doubt about it. And I'm trying to just trying to see if there's one little thing I can finagle here. But uh, so for those of you listening on the podcast, you're only going to hear it coming out of one ear. Sorry. I am sorry. I will try to fix it as quickly as possible. Um, we should be having people joining us in any, any at any moment. I don't see Andy with us yet, but um, he's probably just because he thought that he didn't probably didn't see the thing on. But uh, we are, in fact, going. Um, oh, Aaron Judge hit a home run. Good for him. But <laughs> it's about the treatment I think that deserves. But it's good to have everybody back. Um, until we figure, until we get Andy in the call, I'm going to go ahead and just do a two side by side thingy. Uh, but let's first say hi to John in Connecticut. John, it's great to great to see you again. Um, how was your trip to Vegas? What's up, Dave? Yeah, good to be back. Um, it was fun. Uh, the the betting did not go as well as I would have hoped. That was a rough weekend. Um, uh, you know, the football didn't go as well as it usually does. And then you can't win on any of those other goddamn games out there. So, um, you know, but hey, you know what? You bring money to lose there. And I got to go to a UNLV game. I saw them play North Texas, which I had mentioned before. So that was a lot of fun. And they just they kicked ass in that game. It was like 50 to 27. So that was a, a highlight. Um, and then I, I mentioned before, like that sports betting network, Bison, well, I ended up getting to meet uh, Sean King and his co-host who nice. had a show there on the network. And they were like the nicest, coolest guys ever. I got to Sweet. meet them in between one of their breaks and they took a picture with me and talked with me. I, I legit could have like just sat there for like a half hour talking to them about just like football and betting and whatever. But it was like literally right in the middle of their show. So they had like five minutes in between a break. So oh, I didn't yeah. want to stay for a few minutes. So that was really cool. Um, and yeah, it was, you know, fun time wish i would have won some more money but hey you don't go there expecting to uh come back with a wheelbarrow full of cash so overall it was it was good cool john that's really great um i'm glad that's working out um so uh let's all say let's also say hello to let's also say hello to kevin on the cave welcome back my friend how are you tonight Hello. Vegas was certainly not built on winners. <laughs> or John. We know. John's reaction is the best one. Dave's struggling with the audio. John looks like Jim in the office with like when they just cut to the camera and John's just like <laughs> Dave, what are you doing? 
Um, it's great. The Mets suck. Um, they're blowing it, and um, that's about it. Um, did you have a was there a question? I don't. No, or, just asking just how you're doing. Hi. I mean, uh, I the whole house is sick, so oh, that's not so oh, great. No. Oh, I'm so sorry. Cody, Cody was sick for he started off. You know, he's in school. Yeah. So, and then the little little girl's sick. Wife's sick. Yeah. I'm trudging to work every day, getting everybody else sick. It's great. I'm loving it. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry about it, my uh, friend. Well, um, Andy just. But no, yeah, we got you guys now, and. Uh, Rock and roll. Cool, cool. All right, Andy has joined us on the program. Andy, good to see you again. Um, I know, I mean, he literally just joined. So let me just take a moment Our, to. Can, can we, like, start over with the picks? Like, in the beginning? <laughs> like, I, or, cause I hear you there. I, I mean, I know, I know no one. I know this is, at least I've get, get, gathered this is really entertainment. No one's tuning in to, uh, like, win, win any month. Like, but you know, get their rent covered. This is mostly entertainment, and <laughs> Andy's here, so the entertainment can begin. But can, we need to yeah. start over with the picks. This has been bad. You know, it's funny. Um, speaking of starting over, I forgot that we didn't do the intro yet. <laughs> I just kind of went to everybody forgot without doing the intro first. But let's go say hi to Andy first. Andy, welcome back. How's it going tonight? Thank you for waiting. I appreciate you. Oh, more importantly, I hope you had a, a great dentist appointment and uh, <laughs> all that good stuff. Yeah, well, it went okay. It went okay. I mean, it's just that uh, it, it, it just took us such a long time. But the but the appointment was actually pretty good. Yeah. So thanks. Um, what's new with Looking you? Looking forward to seeing the marquee games. Oh yeah. There's yeah. A... If you fuck Nance and Romo over. No, no. This time. Even though it's not marquee anymore, because there's it's it's Jed Hoyer or Brian Hoyer. So that wait, game kind of stops off. Wait a started. second. For who? Which team? Is this for the Chiefs? Or I keep trying to remember what the hell game I but Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's get. Well, are you talking about, oh, Miami? Oh, geez. Really? No, Tua? Uh, I'm so. No, 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 no. no. The Pats, the Packers. The oh, Pats and yeah. Packers. Mac Brown, Mac Jones. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm all, I'm all out of sorts. I just literally just got home like two minutes ago. But um, so um, let me just go ahead and bring everybody in. I forgot that we have to do the intro still. So all right, folks. So yeah, Kevin alluded to it earlier. There is John. Just go. It yeah. was a. Oh, it was John? John was the one. No, that... just in general, all of us. No, all the, John's we, faces no, are the best. No, you're right. I mean, obviously, all of us... Andy's more animated, but John has the more subtle. Just like oh, Dave, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get to business. Y'all, and we'll recap what happened last week. It was it was actually a pretty good week, but let's get let's get to it as uh, we roll into week number five in our contest, and hopefully even bigger success ahead. Let's hit it. Oh man, thank God I found the button. With football picks week five, here we go. Let's get take a look what happened last week in the action. An amazing week for myself, I I will say. I went four and zero. But it's a very bittersweet moment because I had a miserable week. I, those four picks were the only ones I got right. I missed like I missed like 15 of them, but I got those four. So that worked out for the contest. So I'm happy there. Ron was uh, in second place for the week at 2-2. Two and two. Andy was 2-2 two and two as well for a tie with Ron. And for the rest of the picks, John went 0-3-1, and, and Kevin went 0-4. Um, so here are the standings. Close your eyes. You might have to cover your eyes a little bit here. Okay, so I'm Dave is seven and seven, but 
I, I don't feel like I'm having a great season, but I did have a great week, so it's nice to, nice to have that bounce back. Ron is 6-8 and eight for second place. Andy and Kevin are tied for third place at 4-10, and 10, and John is in last place at 3-10-1. and one. But as I say, there's plenty of time for course correction. And I know this starts to sound tired after a few weeks, but I'm serious. Like, I think this could be... It's just been a weird year. That's kind of the way I would put that. You know? I... I don't think, I, I, I don't think, I think there's still plenty of time for this to, to course correct in a lot of different ways, and we'll see what happens. So, um, let's go back to John now. I think we have my uh, the audio back where it's supposed to be. So, uh, folks, if you're listening to the show and on YouTube, let us know if that's true. Um, I do not know at all why the audio was all messed up for the first uh, 10 minutes, but it seems to be back. So let's go back to John and uh, let's get your thoughts on last week's action. Are we talking college pro? What are we doing here, Dave? No, we're we're in college right now. Uh, we um, we're in college. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know it's kind um, of but but yeah. First off, like my record's a complete fucking disgrace. Like, and no one should be listening to anything I say really right now <laughs> based on that record. But the sad thing is, like my bets that I do, you know, like off the like you know. Me and Andy texted about the bets. Like, a lot of them were doing pretty well. And just, I picked the wrong ones for the show. Like, if we could do 20 picks a week, I think we'd be doing pretty good. But the small sample size is getting me at this point. But it'll be our goal here to, to get back to 500. That's the first goal. And then we'll we'll take it from there. But that's that's the goal right now. But anyway, um, yeah, college last week. Um, not as wild as the previous week. I, you know, I was kind of recuperating from uh, traveling last week. So I wasn't here to discuss but we, you know we had all those crazy upsets with the Sun Belt and everything last the prior week but um this past week not as much in terms of um juice upsets there were a couple interesting games um I watched I was somehow able to get a stream for the Pac-12 network which is like you know it's finding a needle in a haystack these days and I was able to watch Oregon State and USC on Saturday night and man Oregon State should have won that game um their quarterback was horrible he threw like four interceptions um, their defense played great. USC couldn't get anything going. And, you know, it, it very similar to um, the Alabama-Texas game where uh, Young, you know, had that drive at the end of the game to win it. Similar to here, when USC needed a drive to win the game, Caleb Williams put it together and um, they, they eke out the win. But, you know, Dave, I know you're probably very hyped at the start, but in my opinion, it's kind of fool's gold. I mean, they've like, they're like 14-0 to zero in turnovers. Um, they didn't look impressive on Saturday night, but hey, they're undefeated. So just got to keep riding that that wave of, of uh, good fortune um, as long as they can. But uh, that was an interesting game to watch. Uh, Oregon State got the cover, thankfully, uh, even with their quarterback throwing all those interceptions. Um, earlier on in the day, you had some interesting action, Florida and Tennessee. I, I didn't watch a lot of that game, but uh, Tennessee was up big and then just kind of let Florida come back into it and you know, Napier's going for two, down 11, which didn't make much sense to me. I, I don't know what's going on with him. But, hey, you know, he's playing for the cover, I guess. And, you know, and they get the onside kick. They could have kicked the field goal at that point instead of meeting a, you know, a Hail Mary. But um, that was a intriguing game. I don't think – you know, I don't think Florida's really that, that good. Um, I don't know what it says about Tennessee that they were kind of in a nip-and-tuck game. But, again, they're undefeated. So, um, these teams, will, it'll all shake itself out. Um, the kind of, I guess the big kind of upset of the day was Oklahoma and Kansas State. Uh, Adrian Martinez just run, 
run wild all over the Sooner defense. And this was after a week where Tulane completely shut them down uh, at home. Martinez couldn't get anything going in that Tulane game. And then they just run wild in Oklahoma and uh, hand the Sooners a loss. So uh, really the Big 12 is, is just such a competitive conference from top to bottom now, especially with Kansas being like really good. <laughs> Um, that was a game I watched early in the day, Kansas and Duke. That was a really uh, fun game. Not so much fun if you had Duke's plus seven and a half and they're not going for two, uh, you know, down uh, 15. You know, I don't know what the coach is doing. Go for two in that spot, but it is what it is. But, yeah, Kansas is, is uh, a really solid team. Uh, I think Nebraska should write a blank check to that guy, Leipold, to take over the program because he certainly knows what he's doing. Took Buffalo from nothing to, like, Mac champions, and now Kansas legit – could be in the big 12 title game. I mean, that guy, Jalen Daniels, he's just a phenomenal quarterback. So um, the big 12 is they're going to cannibalize themselves, but just great action week to week uh, with the big 12 conference. Um, let's see here. There really wasn't anything else really. I want to mention. Um, I hate myself for betting on Michigan state. What a complete and utter embarrassment that team is Mel Tucker getting a hundred million dollars to do what just stand there and sweat on the sidelines. He does nothing else. He does like sweat. what, what a complete joke that team is. I thought it was a perfect spot for them. Minnesota had played nobody the first three weeks, and now they're going on the road to play Michigan State, and they just laid a complete egg. So I'm done with them. Um, although I will say Maryland's giving eight this week, and I don't really want to lay eight with Maryland, so maybe we'll stay away from that game. Um, Texas Tech with a nice upset. Again, the Big 12, just really competitive uh, against Texas. Texas is, in fact, not back, people. Um, you know, lots of talent, but – just, you know, kind of some boneheaded decisions. I will say uh, Quinn Ewers is really good. So they, they miss him, but still their defense was just, um, you know, did, couldn't stop Tech at all. And they fumble in overtime. Just, that was just a bad loss. And the last thing I will mention, if any team could wake up the the complete dead Notre Dame offense, it was North Carolina. What a joke that team is, too. Um, that's another bet I regret making because North Carolina shouldn't be favored over anybody because with that defense. Um, and I see they're laying almost 10 to Virginia Tech. It's the same thing this week. Virginia Tech is the same as Notre Dame and basically they have no offense. They'll look like the, you know, the greatest show on turf Rams against that uh, Carolina defense. So I guess that's my quick synopsis of the games from last, from last week in college. Lots of interesting action. Not a ton of big upsets, but um, overall, I, I would say it was, for me anyway, in, in the grand scheme, it was a decent day with betting. Although my picks here on the show wouldn't, uh, wouldn't yeah. say it, but yeah, it was, it was a good day of action. Well, uh, I appreciate the summary, John, and I'm sorry I didn't make, make me, I was more specific about it in the beginning. Um, <clears throat> I'll tell you what, so Nebraska with a great opportunity to write a blank check to Leopold. You know who else has a really good opportunity for that? And it's because Kevin called this a week ago, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech fired Collins on Sunday. So, uh, Kev, let's go back to you. Let's get your recap of last week's action, too. Anything as far as what you would want to add and and, this, and, and, the, and those scenarios? Um, <clears throat> let's see. It's great. John. John's going after all his lost bets, and he was going nuts last week after just guys taking – they're scorned. They're pissed. <laughs> Dave, speaking of bets, I feel like I won one game last week. I don't want to get – to, uh, I thought, wait, wait, I thought wait, I was wait, one what game three, are you looking at there? Let me go look. I'll go, I can go double check. The, the uh, Lions Vikings. I thought I had the points, but it's all right. Did um, I did, I'm go. I'll go look and see what you had. Anyway, continue, continue. Um, no, for recap, yeah. The, um, I I don't think any rational person who's paying attention thought Collins was going to make it through the year after 
three three win seasons in a row. Um, I think the AD getting fired was a surprise, but yeah, he he had no shot. I mean, he's that he's done nothing over there. Um, <clears throat> Auburn, the good old buddy Brian Harson got a gift in overtime by another moron in Missouri, so he stayed around for another. I I mean, I wouldn't have put it past him to fire someone off a win, uh, but I guess you can't, you know. Being three and one, even though it's pretty soft, uh, you know, but LSU, Georgia, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, you pick it, Texas A&M, Alabama, and then they've got, I think, Western Kentucky, my Hilltoppers at some point. But I mean, I don't even a game they're going to be favored in. I think they'll probably even lose to Western Kentucky. So he's going to be gone after the next loss. Um. The poor guy in Colorado, he's got no chance. He he might not make it. He's not going to make it through October. Um, Oregon, USC, I think, are the next two. Um, I know they played tougher teams, but he he's he's done. And uh, I know Andy was. We were on like David Shaw getting called out for his garbage early in the season, but I feel like if we're calling him out, we have to kind of mention. Mr. Fitzgerald at, at Northwestern, sort of a similar kind of program, and they've done just nothing. They are one Scott Frost onside kick away from being winless. And they look, and I know he's got like a 10 year contract and he's been there forever. And but that program is, is total trash. I mean, and they've got, I don't know if, I don't know if it's the right order, but I know that Penn State, Wisconsin, I don't know if they're going to be favored again. They probably won't be favored a lot today. If they win one or if they go three and nine, I mean, I don't know. I think if we're calling out David Shaw, we can call out Pat Fitzgerald. Um, that's my uh, my college coaching recap. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, Jeff Collins, who knows? I mean, we talked down, down the road about who's going to replace them. You guys sound like they want to back up the truck for uh, Nebraska. Although I'm going, I'm I'm still on the, the Urban Meyer to Nebraska. Uh, you know, just speaking of backing up the truck. All right, Kev. But, yeah, that's what I got. Well, that'll be an interesting off-season question and discussion, won't it? Um, okay, so let's go to Andy. Let's get your recap as well. You know, I, as was said, not as lot many upsets. Um, I did want to agree with John earlier as far as the, uh, the Tennessee game. That was a little bizarre <laughs> going for it uh, at the end of the game. For But whatever. Um, uh, Andy, let's get your thoughts on last week in college. Yeah, well, David Shaw and Pat Fitzgerald, they're as boring and conservative and uh, plotting and, <laughs> and just so underwhelming they are. They, um, unfortunately, they are going to have this built-in excuse, just like the Indianapolis Colts are just milking on this. Andrew Luck retired on us suddenly four years ago. They still get in the hall pass for that. David Shaw and Patrick Joe can use this. Uh, well, the transfer portal kills us because, let's be honest, no one is using the transfer portal to go to Stanford or Northwestern um, at all. Um for obvious reasons, you know, academic reasons, style reasons. But, yeah, I need to see a college pigskin world free of Kirk Ferentz, free of Pat Fitzgerald, free of David Shaw. We'll get there someday. But, um, yeah, Dave, your USC school pulled a horseshoe out of their ass. Caleb Williams was like 12 for 35. 
thank goodness Oregon State covered. They should have won that game outright. Uh, shame on USC. But, um, yeah, I'm not a conspiracy guy by any stretch of the imagination, but those refs fucking sucked. Um, I don't know what they were thinking. That's a tough loss for Oregon State. Um, but thank God they fucking covered. Um, Oregon, Washington State, talk about Washington State cooging it, and they certainly cooged it. They're up 12 with like four minutes left in the game. They almost didn't cover. They gave up 21 points in like two minutes, literally two minutes, maybe two and a half minutes. Um, and they had the back door. They literally went from winning that game outright to not covering to covering with five seconds left. Just a hideous, 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 hideous last four minutes for Washington State. And that's basically a that is like a the Bo Nix game of all Bo Nix games. He goes for he threw a pick six, he threw a fifty yard bomb, he scrambled for first downs, he looked like he'd never played football before. He looked like he just it was just a classic or a classic Oregon State a classic Bo Nix game and a classic Washington State game. I think Washington State wound up being all right. Like they're a pretty good team, but they vomited on themselves in the biggest and closing moment to that. That would have been a great game. They would have they would have been in the top 15 and uh, would have, you know, set up. They could still have a good Apple Cup, you know, 10 and 2 versus 9 and 3. Maybe, you know, we got Washington fans out here that think they're going to run the table. And they might because they got the softest schedule served up to them. They don't have to play Utah. They don't have to play USC. They have cream puffs upon cream puffs at home. They play UCLA Friday night. We'll get to there. But, um, yeah, Pac-12, whatever. Uh, yeah, Tennessee not being able to cover that hurt. And JB tweeting like they should fire Hypel because Florida got the inside kick. JB is called the onside kick. Have another Miller Lite. I don't know what the hell you were talking about, but um, whatever. Eli did not win a Super Bowl. I get that. Eli's never lost a Super Bowl. I get that. But uh, yeah, that was such a tease. Like we had a stretch where, thank goodness, Texas Tech was able to maintain. Uh, the outright victory called it uh, over Texas, but when Northern uh, we faded Northern Texas, so that was a uh, John and me were talking offline. We're gonna fade North Texas, and um, Memphis was up twenty-one. They were, they somehow weren't able to cover that game. At the same time, uh, Florida got got the back door against Tennessee. At the same time, that Cougar game was getting nervous. At the same time, Toledo somehow let San Diego State, that literally cannot move the ball if they tried, um, go down the field and win. I think the final score was 17-14. Yeah, Toledo was up 14-10 with three minutes. And Burmeister is actually probably the best quarterback San San Diego State's had in a while. He led them down the field to go up 17-14. Toledo was uh, giving one and a half, so they did not cover. So all those games, boom, 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 boom hit me like a bunch of bullets. That kind of sucked. But um, James Madison, outright win over Appy State. Poor Appy State. They uh, Their magic carpet ride took a little bit of a detour, but they can still have a hell of a season, obviously. But they were up, I think, 28-3 in the first half, and they ended up losing something like 32-28 to or something like that. But James Madison is a legit school. Um they're legit. John kind of called it too in our August preview. preview. Yeah. Yeah. Called it. Um, the 
Sunny Day, Sunny Dykes revenge game. We got, we took Sunny Dykes. They almost blew it too. I mean, you gotta watch out. Do not take Sunny Dykes in bowl games, and beware of Sunny Dykes taking the air out of his own ball because they, 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 they did that. They got away with it against SMU. Um, I think TCU plays Oklahoma this week. That's a very, very good game in my opinion. I don't know who to take yet. I'll probably take uh, TCU gun to the head. Um, I have, yeah, Clemson Wake Forest was the thriller. Thank goodness Wake Forest covered. They probably should have won outright, but uh, Hartman threw a pick six in overtime. Uh, but if you were getting seven and a half, it looked good. John mentioned Duke Candace. I mean, that is a college basketball bonanza, but in college pigskin, who would have thought both those teams would be three and oh, and they were, um, I'm still not sold on Duke, but Candace, Candace got some mojo. Good for them. Good for that coach. Um, yeah, Leopold and, um, Arkansas, Texas A&M. That was one of my picks that pissed me off. Um, before the missed field goal, the doink, the doink, the doink, um, Jefferson, the quarterback on uh, on the Texas A&M one-yard line, fumbled the ball. So basically a 14-point swing because uh, Texas A&M recovered that fumble and went 99 yards the other way. So, yeah, that that is a 14-point swing. And um, that was a disappointing – that was a very disappointing uh, loss for the panel. That was a disappointing loss uh, in real life from a wallet standpoint. Um and yeah, just the tease of that field goal having the, obviously the distance. It literally bounced off the top of the outright. That was a, a pretty wild finish um, in a neutral site, but obviously in Texas, so mostly Texas A&M fans. Um, we uh, Wyoming very pesky. We, we won't talk about that. Um, that's yeah, that's about it. Yeah, checker on a checker with John. Like Michigan State is a complete disaster. Um, and row the boat is rowing his boat. They're four and oh, like number, I think like number 13 in the country. Uh, did not see this coming out of Minnesota. And, uh, which just makes this Washington win against Michigan State that, like, not that good because Michigan State is a little bit of a fraud. Um, and then Baylor, Iowa State, as a uh, junk man alluded to last week, the, the battle to see who might take that Nebraska job, whether it's Aranda or Campbell, uh, that game was entertaining and, and we had Baylor. So uh, we'll pat ourselves on the back for that. But <laughs> as you guys all mentioned, it wasn't like a crazy week, but there were some close games and uh, just, yeah, we, as we move on to, to week five, we keep yep. the train moving. Yep. Sounds good, Andy. Yeah. I, you know, I, I really blew it with two games. Just before we go to picks, I just want I mean, the Clemson, I don't know what. I was trusting the experts too much on the Clemson game. Like, ah, you got to pick Clemson. The thing with the Wake Forest is they're just so pesky with their offense. It's just, eh. I, I Sam like, Hartman, man. Yeah. But once he goes, that program. They got really conservative towards the end of that game. Like, they really, you know, they run that mesh offense where, like, the, he holds the ball, like, for 20 seconds before deciding to throw it or keep it to the back. Like they just completely just took the air out of their offense in the fourth quarter and allowed Clemson to get back in it. They could, they should have kept throwing it. Clemson had no answers for their passing game, and I, I thought, I thought Wake blew it pretty bad in my opinion. But 
Um, it just means we get to fade Clemson at better numbers going forward. Right, right. It's funny because, like, they're right. Like, Wake was, like, winning the whole game until that very last part of the game. So that's kind of – it's very disappointing from the standpoint. I thought they should have won the game too. Absolutely. Michigan is was kind of an enigma. Is Michigan that be- is Michigan just not that good, or is Maryland better than I think? That's sort of what my thought there. Well, Michigan's first three games, or let's be honest, against teams that shouldn't even be playing FBS football this year. <laughs> I mean, Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn. I mean, yeah. th- I think UConn's the best of the three, which is sad to say. <laughs> um, so when they finally faced an actual football team, like they, it wasn't a, a cakewalk. So I'm honestly not surprised by that result. We'll gotcha. see what happens when they play Iowa this weekend. I mean, that's going to be an ugly game. You know, Ferenc is going to try to make it ugly. I mean, he wants to win that game like 13 to 10. (laughs) Gus Johnson's going to try to fool people thinking that's an exciting game. Any team involving Iowa is not an exciting game. I will not watch one snap of that. I was peeking at the, you know, I happened to be at a, a, a pizza restaurant with, my, with uh, relatives in the, over the weekend. They had the Iowa Rutgers game on. That was ugly. That was some ugly ass shit right there. That was not. That went over too. Because it hit the over. over. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because of like two, what, defensive touchdowns? Two defensive touchdowns. Uh, it's crazy. Like it, would, it had no chance. That's the only way it was going to go over with defensive <laughs> touchdowns. You know what? When you have those two teams go, facing each other, you got to worry about stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, crazy. Absolutely. Gus Johnson, Andy, I think, didn't he leave the uh, Oklahoma-Nebraska game like halfway through? He like was thrown up and sick. Can you imagine what he's going to do this week? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's not um, going to make it. Fellas, that, that very, very well may be the case. Poor Gus. Let's go ahead and uh, roll into these picks then. We got some good ones. And uh, because of the 4-0 week, I'll go ahead and start it off. This is very, this is very exciting. I, I don't get to do this very often, so I really I'll savor the moment. Um, all right, here we go. So week five, NFL, uh, NCAA picks. Let's start it off. So Andy, good big, big salvo here. I'm going to be in the building for Washington UCLA on Friday. Like, it's a Friday. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Got good seats, too. So, um... That's my first pick. I'm going to go lay the points here. So maybe this is good news for all of you because uh, if you don't want Washington to win, you know the mush is always in effect. But the thing about it is two things. One, Washington's offense is obviously a lot better. I mean, we saw Jimmy Lake being out of the picture has helped that scenario a lot. Um, but just as importantly, UCLA has played nobody. I mean, nobody. And in like some of those games, they've really struggled. Like they really took it took a long time for them to put away South Alabama. They were slow against Bowling Green. Um, I'm not convinced with this team at all. I just think that they got a lot. Of, they just don't look that good. Like the only team they had any kind of momentum against was Colorado. But literally anybody in college football can do that right now against Colorado. So I, I think that the the Huskies are getting decent value at giving two and a half. I don't. It'll be interesting to see if Andy has a pick on this one. But uh, we'll be in the building to watch them hopefully win the game against UCLA. That's game one. Game number two, y'all were talking about them earlier. Oregon State played amazing defense against USC. And I agree with you. Hey, listen, I'm a USC fan. I thought they should have won the game too. USC was miserable offensively. And I think their defense is, I mean, the, the, the Beavers defense is really good. So they are getting 10 and a half at Utah, who just pounced all over Arizona last weekend. It was either Arizona or the Arizona State. I'm trying to remember which one it was. But um, but Utah, obviously, one of the best teams in the Pac-12. But I do think they're giving too many points here. And both defenses are pretty solid. So I think I'll, I'll, I'll lean toward the value here. 
Oregon State getting 10.5 to go with Washington giving 2.5 for week 5. All right. So now let's go get to Ron's picks, which were sent by the text. Ron, it's good to see. I hope you're doing well at the flat at the football game tonight. Um, let's see what you got, Ron. Here we go. Uh, Ron is going to go with these two picks. He's going to take Oklahoma, giving six and a half at TCU. And as you as you guys we were talking about, Oklahoma had that unreal upset loss to to Kansas State. But Kansas State has beaten have has beaten Oklahoma before, which is make which makes that matchup very interesting. But this time around, there probably won't be as much of a history. So Oklahoma giving the points game one. Game two. Ron is going to take Boston College getting fifteen and a half against Scott Satterfield's Louisville Cardinals. I don't have a lot to say about that, but uh, I do think that Scott Satterfield tends to get a little overrated, so I think they're I think it's a reasonable play. So Ron's picks, Oklahoma giving six and a half, and Boston College getting fifteen and a half in week five of the college football. Alright, so now we're gonna roll over to Andy in Seattle. Andy, we're ready when you are. Yeah, thanks. Now I probably would take Washington too. Um, I, yeah, that's just my my little blurb on the game. Um, yeah, I wrote a bunch of games down just in case there were some like checker on a checker, but doesn't look like there are any. So. Uh, game number one, I'm going to uh, ride Sam Hartman again and, and take weight course, getting seven uh, from Florida State. This is just a um, ride the Sam Hartman wave as long as you can. Um, I know I, I like Mike Norvell. I like the Florida State quarterback to a degree. They got a little lucky a couple weeks ago. Um, they pulled that game against Louisville out of their ass. Um, and yeah, I, I think Wake Forest on uh, once, uh, you know, some people like, well, they still could still be deflated after that crushing loss against Clemson. They might not have anything left in the tank, but I, I just think, uh, Hartman is he's too good of a quarterback to, uh, to, to not take in this spot. You're getting seven in Florida state. They're just kind of uh, can't really trust him 100%. And uh, you just worry about Mike Norvell in in the fourth quarter. I'm not saying they're going to win outright, but I could see them going up 14, 70 points early and, they, and Wake Forest coming back. Boom, boom, boom. Um, yeah, you got to worry about the game being in, in Tallahassee. But uh, having said that, I'm, I'm confident. Give me Wake Forest plus seven, game number one. And then game number two, let's see here. I will take. Uh, I will take uh, Meet Meep, also known as University of Texas San Antonio, giving four and a half at Middle Tennessee State University. This is a Dan Tullis special. Uh, as we all know, Middle Tennessee State shocked the world by beating Miami um, as 25 point underdog last week. Um, now I feel like they're going to come back to earth a little bit. Uh, if you look at Middle Tennessee State, uh, it was supposed to be a rebuilding year, and game number one, they got blown out by James Madison. But hold on now. 
that's not so bad in, in hindsight because James Madison is a very good team. They beat Appy State. And then uh, Middle Tennessee State crushed Colorado State, who we know sucks. And then they have this surprising upset win against Miami. So I think I'm going to come back to earth a little bit. As, as we all know, this program is a, is a big fan of the Roadrunners of UTSA. Um, so that's not going to change. And uh, they've had a, a couple, you know, that, that loss against Texas, they could have covered that game. We like Frank Harris. We like UTSA. We're taking UTSA getting four and a half against Middle Tennessee State. And uh, bonus pick, uh, take the over on um, UTEP points against Charlotte. As you know, we have taken sh uh, Charlotte's opponents over three weeks in a row. Last week, South Carolina did it. Last, the week before, Georgia State did it. The week before, Maryland did it. And we're just going to keep it continue. Uh, we don't know the number yet. We'll find that out Saturday morning. Um, UTEP, team total over bonus pick. It's crazy, Dave, uh, Kevin, and John. After this weekend, all the teams that uh, have played week zero will basically have played six games already by wow. October 1st. It goes by fast. Half the season, just like that. Well, thanks for the pick, Sandy. I'll give you that number on the uh, on UTSA in just a moment. Um, but first, let's go over to John and let's get your picks for. Wait, do I, is it John? Oh, let's yeah, let's go to John and get your picks for Week Five in college football. All right, Dave. Um, I'll make it very quick because no one should hear what I have to say at the moment until I have some winners. Um, but first, talk about a great Friday night. I mean, is it a holiday or something? Like, we got five games on yeah. Friday night. I cannot be more excited. So we're just going to go right into it uh, with the, with these games. Um, I'm going to take Tulane plus two and a half at Houston. Uh, I'm not deterred by the loss last week. It's against Southern Miss. They were kind of coming off a the rough upset um, or the upset against um, Kansas State the week before. They really outgained Southern Miss in yardage. Had a block punt, had some turnovers. They really and, you know, they outgained it by like almost 200 yards. They should have won the game. Um, and I think that was kind of a letdown spot. They might have been looking, you know, towards this Houston game. Um, have not been impressed with Houston at all this year. They were supposed to be one of the best teams in the AAC, but Holderson, you know, back to his, his old antics, pretty much gave away the UTSA game, the Texas Tech game, only beat Rice by seven points. I mean, they've been struggling. So, uh, we like Fritz against Holgerson and his coaching matchup. The line's kind of begging you to take Houston with the two and a half. So we're going to go in the opposite direction. We're going to take Tulane plus two and a half on the road. And then the second pick, this could be ugly, but uh, I'm going to take New Mexico getting 14 and a half at UNLV. Um, I, like I said, I saw the Rebels in person. Very impressive. Um, their quarterback, Brumfeld, really athletic. They got a, a great running back. But kind of one of the theories here is you're getting 14 and a half of the total of only 43. Like that's just, a, a you know, it's a very thin uh, line to cross to try to make those two things line up. New Mexico has a pretty good defense. I think they should be able to stop the run fairly efficiently and score just enough to cover this spread. So even if it's 24 to 10, you're still going to cover, which I really can see this game being. Um, so give me New Mexico plus 14 and a half against uh, UNLV uh, in addition to Tulane plus two and a half. Some picks on Friday night. I agree with Andy on the UTSA game. Um, the Boise-San Diego State game is going to be extremely ugly. I don't know if you guys saw Hank Bachmeyer just, like, quit the team. They fired their offensive coordinator. It, that's a shit show of a game, San Diego State and Boise. Under 39 for that. 
And uh, I, I do like UCLA at home. I think Washington might be a little overvalued at this point. So that's my Friday night slate. Just wrapped it up all for you. But the official picks will be Tulane plus two and a half and New Mexico plus 14 and a half. But we will have action on all five games on Friday night for sure. <laughs> Friday night lights for John. I love it. This is great. Thanks for the picks, John. I appreciate you. Um, the, we don't have a number yet for, for the UTEP total. It, they only gave me the number for Charlotte, which is 13 and a half. I'll uh, look that up. It's got to be like 25 or something because it spreads three mm-hmm. and the total is 50. So it's got to be like 26, 23 or something like that. I'll yeah. look it up while Kevin's giving us picks. All right. So uh, let's do that now. Let's go over to Kevin on the Cape as he continues to watch the Mets. Uh, yeah. And the Ed- Escobar single handedly yeah. putting the team on his back. Oh, there you go. Four four now. Nice. All right. Um, you guys are a bunch of assholes because I have I had seven games. I was hoping you would pick some so I could cross them off. Now I don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> this whole thing is a joke. I can't pick anybody right. Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, they're gonna cross. They're gonna. Uh. So I'm gonna take Mississippi State. I think it's three and a half, only because I'm fascinated with Mike Leach and I think Jimbo Fisher's giant cock and balls i watched that dink like andy was talking about off the goal pulse last week he's he that post game he's like he just this is more of this has nothing to do with football this is just he's like that kind of guy if you've ever been like at a bar and he does something stupid and he gets called out on it and he goes like don't you know who i am and like we're like no we don't know who you are get the fuck out of here he seems like this just <laughs> big giant douche of a person anyway so that's just a personality i think mike leach is awesome i think he's hysterical um he's fascinating uh, fascinating guy anyway um so mississippi state's the first one then i was gonna go to the pac-10 but i sucked on that pick last week so i'm not gonna go over them um oh iowa mish now not gonna do that one i'm gonna take i've been I'm, i've teased this one they won't be on tv i'm sure i couldn't even find the Oh, you guys said the USC game wasn't on TV last week. I tried. I couldn't find it. But I'm taking the Hilltoppers against Troy. I think they're giving five points. I've been playing around with Western Kentucky in my brain all year, so I'm going to put some, put a pick on them. Now, are they giving? No are real they, reason. Oh, Just was a it? hunch. It was five points, right? I think five. they're giving five, giving five against five. Troy. Cool. Well, thank you for the, very much for the picks. That's so interesting. Were you talking about Jimbo Fisher earlier? And you're right, Andy. Like it's it's week six games already. I'm I don't know how you guys do this all the time. I'm just like getting back into this year. I'm exhausted. (laughs) It's like September 28th. Like I know it's like there's little kids around, so I'm exhausted all day. And then it's but oh my god, like and there's just there's too many teams. There's just too many teams. You guys like John's picking Tulane. And UNLV, who I wasn't even positive they had a football team up until a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah, you guys are unbelievable. So, yeah. And now, yeah, BC's terrible. The Louisville, I don't know. So, I'm all over the place. It's been an absolute blast, though. But, yeah, it's I can't believe it's still September. Yeah. It's it's almost October, just like that. And, uh, you know, about a week from now, we'll be, all be sipping PSLs and enjoying the autumn leaves and everything so good times i i i am intrigued at the line in that mississippi state that game they are favored which is yep. interesting. wow okay i got the utep team total 
just what I figured. It's twenty six and a half to twenty three and a half for Charlotte. So okay. One one thing I would take it, but one thing to know is the path of the hurricane, or it's going to be like a tropical storm by then. If there's some weather in the mix in North Carolina, so I would definitely check that before making making the wager on Saturday. Good point. Yeah, very good point, John. Well done. Well, good good thinking. All right, so uh, let's look at the games of the week, everybody. And there are a lot of good ones in the in college. This is um, really oh, uh, not this one. Where's the button for this one? There we go. Just push the wrong button. So uh, yeah, take a look at what we have over here. Really, really good matchups. I mean, I, I Washington UCLA probably doesn't qualify, but it is interesting just to see you know which team who's you know will the which team's going to pass the litmus test here. Like who's actually worth their three and zero record or whatever the records are. Um, the Kentucky Ole Miss is an interesting battle. Like you're talking about offense versus defense. Um, very curious as to how that one plays out. Um, that's number seven Kentucky, number fourteen Ole Miss. For those listening on the podcast, uh, the aforementioned Oregon State uh, are playing number twelve Utah on the Pac-12 network. So no one will watch it, but it looks like a great matchup in Salt Lake City. And then you've got a very good. You've got a very good SEC West battle between Alabama and Arkansas, although it's hard to really evaluate how good Arkansas is at this point. Um, and so there's a good reason why they're a 17-point underdog in that game, um, even at home. But it makes sense. It's a, they're playing Alabama. But the thing is, like, Bama doesn't really look that great, you know, in the first, like, few weeks. So I'm not really sure. Andy would could speak better to that than I could, but I'm not sure. That could be a close game in the end. Oklahoma State number nine against Baylor number sixteen will be at three thirty on Fox. Like this three thirty window is unbelievable. Like you've got that game, this game, you got Wake Forest versus Florida State, which Andy talked about, um, <laughs> coming up at three thirty Eastern on ABC. So they're ranked number twenty two and twenty three respectively. And then number ten NC State versus number five Clemson at seven thirty Eastern on ABC. Um, NC State's actually a top ten team at this point, interestingly, and Clemson's number five, but. Um, I don't know. It's we're not that big on Clemson this year as as you would expect. So let's talk about this week's action, and uh, we'll go back to the panel. And uh, first, let's go over to John. What do you think about this week's games? Yeah, what a great schedule. Um, at least on paper, anyway. You got some multiple top twenty-five matchups there. Um, I guess we'll you know. I, I said I liked I liked UCLA on Friday night. We'll see how that goes. I think. You know, Andy's point about the Michigan State win not being what we thought it was a couple of weeks ago is very true. And they played really nobody else besides that um, to start the year. Um, you know, I think UCLA, even though they did struggle with South Alabama, was a really good team, in my opinion. I mean, that whole Sun Belt, I mean, what if, you know, we talked about it before the year, like there might be the best group of five conference right now. Um, VAC, some of those teams are not as good as we thought, but. In any event, I think UCLA at home, I think it's a good spot for them. But we'll see what happens. It, it, it could go either way. I think that'll be a good game. Um, Kentucky Ole Miss haven't really seen that much of either team, really. Um, I think this probably is me a little bit of a low-scoring game. Kentucky's defense has been pretty good from just what I've seen, and their offense hasn't really gotten going. I mean, they've had some injuries and suspensions. Their offensive line has had some problems. And Ole Miss's defense has been pretty good. Uh, I know they did play like Georgia Tech and they played like an FCS team, but certainly better than it was last year. So I think that might be maybe a look to the under in that game. Um, Oregon State and Utah you have up there. 
I think it's a tough spot for Oregon State. I might lay the points, Dave, with Utah. I, I could see definitely like maybe a backdoor scenario, but that's just such a tough place to play. And, and Utah is just a great team. We're going to look back at that Florida loss and like wonder like how the hell did that happen by the end of the year? I mean, yeah, I, we, we know how it happened. Like, you know, Cam Rising shouldn't be throwing it in the end zone, you know, when they, they easily could have won the game. But, um, I, you know, I think they might just end up going, you know, 11 and 1. That could keep them out of the college football playoff by the end of it, but we'll see. Um, you know, Alabama and Arkansas, you know, Bama struggled on the road the last few years. I mean, especially we saw it in the Texas game. Um, their other three opponents, you really can't take much from it. They beat, you know, Utah State, Vandy, and Louisiana Monroe. So um, the one game where they actually played an okay competition, they struggled. So I would probably take Arkansas with the points in this one. Um, 17 and a half feels like a little bit too many. So we'll probably be on the hogs. With, uh, and, you know, they, they, they want to redeem themselves, too, after that, that game against a and it, you know, It's crazy. Like, that, that fumble clearly changed the game last week, but it wasn't like it was in, you know, a minute left in the game. It was at halftime. Like, you've you got to regroup your team, like, after that. And it was just, it was just a poor, poor coaching job from Pittman at that point because they really, they really should have won. Um, yeah, moving on your list, uh, Oklahoma State and Baylor. Yeah, I don't know what to make of this one. I, I can't figure out either team. So I'm just going to kind of watch that one or, or kind of keep that one on the on the radar just to see uh, how both teams look. Um, I would probably lean Baylor just because they're at home. But I, actually, I did see the total in this game is 57. Like, these two teams played in the Big 12 championship game, and it was 21 to 16 was the final score. Like, has so much changed between these? I'd have to look into it, but. Like what? Why isn't this total like forty-five or something? Like I'll have to look at that. That seems like an underbet to me, uh, just based on that alone. Um, yeah, Wake Forest and Florida State—that's a good matchup on paper. This seems like an over game to me. Uh, I mean, both you know, Wake's Forest's defense isn't very good, and we know how explosive their offense is. And Travis has played very well this year for Florida State, so I I would look to the over probably. I don't know about the spread. I'm not a fan of like buying points, but like buying weight to seven and a half seems like a, a good move to me, in my opinion. And then, yeah, NC State Clemson's the last game on your list. Um, I'll, I'll take Clemson. With, I'm sorry, which, uh, NC State with the points. I mean, their defense is really good. I'm not going to say that the Clemson offense has figured anything out just yet. I mean, let's see them do it a couple of games in a row. I mean, like I just mentioned, Wake Forest defense isn't very good. And yeah, DJ had a good game, but let's see him do it against an actual defense like NC State. Now, NC State's not going to really move the ball either. Again, this could have uh, impacts from the hurricane, tropical storm at that point, so you have to keep an eye on that. But I think this will be a close game and pretty low scoring. So um, we'll take the points in that scenario with NC State. So, yeah, that's a good rundown of, like, marquee games. Um, in terms of other games that are kind of interesting on the schedule here, um, yeah, Oklahoma TCU, we already mentioned that. I agree. I'd probably be on the home dog with TCU, although – it does worry you maybe a little bit with Oklahoma coming off the loss, but I, I do think TCU has the offense to, um, you know, to, to hang with the Sooners and, and keep it a close game. Um, let's see what else here. Yeah, and and Mississippi State, you know, it's the unranked uh, home favorite angle um, with Leach over Jimbo Fisher. Um, yeah, that's kind of like the only marquee games. I mean, you have some Pac-12 after dark, but they're all like big spreads, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, USC. Stanford, Oregon, not really any interest in any of those games. I mean, we'll probably end up betting it, but right now they're, they're not definitely, they're not on my radar at all to want to make a pick. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much, I think that's pretty much the rundown of like important games uh, for the weekend. 
um, some other interesting like group of five action that we'll have some bets on, of course, but uh, no need to, to dive into some of those here on, on the program. But yeah, on paper, a great, great slate of, um, of top 25 matchups. Yeah, I'm going to get all of my all my monitors ready for that 3.30 window. I, I'm really looking forward to that part of the day. It'll be really fun. Um, all right, Andy, let's go over to you and uh, think and get your thoughts on this week's action. I'll show that screen again for everybody. Yeah, John nailed it. Um, I will say the one, the underbelly of having these five games on Friday night, it definitely takes away inventory. The Saturday night slate, for the degenerates is, is very weak because uh, arguably San Diego state, Boise state, that that's normally like a Saturday night game, Washington, UCLA, that traditionally could be a Saturday night game. So you package all those on Friday night, Saturday night, you're really, you're left with Arizona state getting 27 points, or whatever versus USC, which I'll probably actually take. And then David Shaw getting 17 from, Dan Langing, I don't know who to take that. And then um, San Jose State is playing somebody. Um, I'll probably jump on that too. So, um, (laughs) yeah. So, but like these marquee games that are are in bold. Yeah. Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. We were wrong about Wyoming. They like Craig Ball after all, even though they, uh, all the quarterbacks, left their program but um i guess craig ball has a uh cat with an extra life but the uh that old miss kentucky game if i had to play it i mean i will play it i'll probably take kentucky getting those points um i haven't really seen a lot of old miss this year i haven't seen much of jackson dart but I was impressed with what Florida did or what Kentucky did against Florida. And there's a lot of uh, Kentucky Mongos that think uh, they're actually going to beat Georgia this year. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think that game is in Lexington. So you have Kentucky Mongos thinking they can have a, a, a magical season. And um, yeah, to John's point about that Utah Florida game. Uh, yeah, that could be very haunting for Cam Risen. And then, yeah, Tommy saying that Anthony Richardson was going to win the Heisman on uh, August 29th or whatever, or September 2nd. I mean, come, <laughs> calm down, man. That's, uh, that's a Tommy call. statement. That has not ever aged was well at all. That's no, not at all. Not at all. But uh, it's all good. He, at least he had the stones to throw it out there. But who knows? Um but well, yeah, I mean, we like Billy Napier, but yeah, I think Florida is a year away from being a year away. I would probably take Arkansas against Alabama. Um, just thinking about that Arkansas-Texas A&M game still getting me angry. I like Sam Pittman, but yeah, was, you needed to that that ninety-nine yard fumble. There's that was in like the second quarter, I think. Uh, plenty of game left, and they let that really kind of fester when uh you, you gotta be like a duck and let the water just go off your back but time to clean the slate and take care of business and uh yeah i would i would take the 17 and a half points um if this game was kicking off right now mm. and then the baylor oak state uh, i'll flip a coin uh, i don't know it could be whoever has the you know, whoever has the ball last wins kind of game or which team 
turns the ball over in their own uh, territory, going to lose the game. Who muffs the punt? Going to lose the game. That one of those types of uh, games. You know, I I don't know who to who to take in that one. Um, uh, you know, Gundy is gamblers beware when you take Mike Gundy. You just never know. Um, you know, their the quarterback's very prolific at times, but he he can disappear at times and. The Baylor quarterback in, on paper is a little more, you know, less turnover prone, but I'm still a little bitter from that BYU game. So we'll see. We'll make a conscientious decision on that game when uh, Saturday rolls around. And we already talked about the Wake Forest um, Florida State game. You know, the Florida State quarterback, he, he looked really hurt against Louisville. But he came back for the Boston College game, so uh, he's probably he's still a hundred percent. So um, we'll see. Like I said, I already made my pick with with Wake Forest. Um, two more games here: uh, NC State, Clemson, the ABC Saturday night game. I'll probably take NC State, even though I don't like them. It's just uh, if you have to pick the lesser of two evils, I'll. I'll take the NC State program over over Debo Sweeney. I, I think Debo Sweeney's a, a complete clown. Uh, let's see. There was – did you all know – well, John obviously knows because he follows that stuff. There's going to be – there's two Sunday games so far, Eastern Washington at Florida because that got post that got rescheduled for the hurricane. Um, the East Carolina-South Florida – game yeah that got moved to Boca and then there is I forget what the other Sunday game is John do you know S- which one yeah SMU UCF got moved to Sunday at one o'clock so I usually don't think I need to use my two TVs on Sunday but I'm gonna have to now you're gonna have to have the NFL red zone on one and you're gonna have to have the college game on the other now so yeah I wish they I mean they weren't gonna move that game up against Chiefs Bucks and who knows where that game's gonna be played, but I kind of wish that game was on night nighttime so yeah. I could actually pay attention to that a little more. Um, but yeah, that's just more gambling on a Sunday. And then <laughs> there was one more game I had, but where was I? I wrote it down. I'm looking at all the games right here. Um, yeah, um, one of my games that I, I I'll probably take Texas Tech against Kansas State, getting the eight and a half. That's a sneaky good game. Um, this Texas Tech Texas Tech backup quarterback has stepped up, and mm. I don't know when Tyler Shue is going to come back, but um, they're going to have to make a decision because this guy Donovan Smith is has played really well on his own merit. So uh, he was like Big Twelve Player of the Week. So uh, it's not like they really lost a step with this guy Texas Tech. So. I'll probably take the Red Raiders getting eight and a half against Kansas State in a sneaky good Big 12 game. As uh, as we know, we talked about this Texas Tech offensive coordinator who came from Western Kentucky. So they got a good thing going on at Texas Tech. Um, yeah, Big 12, you know, don't mention they, they definitely, that's a conference that cannibalizes itself, but it's a fun, it's a, I'm more. Uh, I'm having more fun following this Big Twelve than I than I thought it would going into the year with more teams. So, 
Cool. And that guy, he that quarterback, he played last year too, like towards the end of the season. And then when they brought Chuck in, it was just like, oh, they're going to bench this guy. But when he went down, there's no drop off at all. Like so, I don't know if the lines like affected reflected that to start off. But yeah, no, he's he's definitely really good. And I'll I'll mention one other game. It's it's like I think it's a nine o'clock game. We can add it to our degenerate special FIU at New Mexico State. <laughs> My God, <laughs> this is as bad as it gets. FIU is just they are just abominably bad. Like they just lost seventy three nothing to Western Kentucky last week. The sad thing is they're playing UConn next week. I think UConn actually might be favored in that game. Like might be a win I can chalk up in UConn's column. And if they don't, like I'm I'm gonna be upset at this point because <laughs> they are really really bad uh, FIU. So it's crazy how all it's crazy all these bad teams like play each other. Like I know a lot of them are independent, right? So they're going to do it like New Mexico State plays Hawaii and FIU plays FAU. You see FAU almost beat or Purdue they lost by yes. two but they had a terrible two point conversion. Like that's just class Purdue. You can't Yeah, I didn't watch that game but I know Aiden O'Connell didn't play. So that's probably why they almost lost. So I was looking at that spread, actually. They're playing Minnesota, getting 12. I'm assuming that's the spread without Aiden O'Connell. If, if he's out, I wouldn't play Purdue. But if he's in, like, you know, I might take Purdue getting the points in that matchup. It all depends on who's playing quarterback for them at this point. Ugh, two awful coaches, in my opinion. <laughs> I did. I, well, my one good prediction of the entire season so far, I called Minnesota to win the Big Ten West, and that's looking pretty good. Everything else is like shit at this point. But I did, I did call out. I mean, it, it, that's a tough call to make, right? Like, your choices are Wisconsin, <laughs> right? And then there's Most Northwestern. It, <laughs> Wisconsin, Nebraska, Nebraska, Iowa, yeah. Northwestern. It's a good pick. <laughs> Wild. So, um, all right. So, let's get on to the NFL. There's so much to recap over there. I mean, it was an amazing week of, the, of NFL action. I was really, It was really impressive. You know, I, I teased about it. And like I said, I got a lot of things wrong, but this is one of the things that one of the scenarios I got right. Give it up to the Miami Dolphins for pulling off the upset. Now I know, I know the Bills had all these injuries on the defense. I get it. Like, yeah, they should have been in the game, but but they won the game. It was really great. Um, I mean, the the Bills kind of were probably kicking themselves because of stupid decisions they made late in the game, especially specifically on their final drive. Um, but they even got away with like the. The Miami punter kicking the ball straight up in the air. Have you ever seen that before in a game? That was ridiculous. And they came, they overcame that to somehow survive uh, against Buffalo. Incredible. And then, um, but just as surprising of a win was the were the Colts. Maybe not that surprising. Actually, Andy actually called it. Andy literally said on the air last week, "Hey, you know what? You know, I could see the Colts winning this game. Surely enough, they they came back in the fourth quarter and beat the beat the Chiefs." In, in in Indianapolis, just a lot of games like that. It was a the 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 witching hour was just amazing. Like last week, it was an incredible spot. So let's go back to. Um, I'm gonna start this one with Andy. Andy, I want to go back and let's let's go take a look at last week's action. It really was something special. Yeah, well, let me let me get the pencil to make points like this. Like in the NFL, it's hard to win the game in the NFL. Um, now, having said that. Uh, if you're one of those degenerates that watches more than one game at once, maybe eight games at once, like and one of them being the Eagle Washington commanders and watching Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan, because you're watching the 
Colts Chiefs game as well. Watching Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz at the same time, that's gonna make your eyes bleed. I I am so done with Carson Wentz. I never really was on Carson Wentz. I hate Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is he's he's terrible. And I am I why what is going on? Why is Dallas only a three point favorite against Washington? I'm falling in that trap. I don't care. I I do not care. I know. I don't care. How is Dallas only giving three to Washington? How is Carson Wentz <laughs> going to last against that uh, pass rush to Dallas? I don't know. We're going to head ourselves. Let's talk about last week first. But, yeah, so the reason why I I took the Colts getting the points was because, you know, to channel Francesa, like, if you're 0-2, you don't want to go 0-3. And, and I know they were 0-1-1, obviously, but they uh, – you know, doofuses like Peter King, Peter King calling for a Saints Colts Super Bowl. How does that look now, you dumbass? But uh, yeah, the Colts were had their back up against the wall. They they were still lucky to win that game because they were fortunate to get that first touchdown because Kansas City they muffed a punt at like the five yard line, so the Colts were already gifted that first touchdown. And then uh, the Chiefs. Like there was a lot of missed field goals across the league, which was kind of kind of scary. The Chiefs missed a field goal, Bills missed a field goal. Mahomes wasn't very crisp uh, for the Chiefs, and for whatever reason, they just kind of let the Colts hang around. And the you know Matt Ryan didn't play good at all, but they uh, at the end of the game they they were able to make the play, and uh, Mahomes threw an interception. You know they didn't have a ton of time anyway, but um, you know, game was decent. You know, I, it wouldn't be my choice for Nance and Roma to go there, but the whole Mahomes thing and, you know, a lot of people expected the Colts to be better. So, you know, good for the Colts. I, I think Frank Wright and Matt Ryan are just – they're overrated. And next year the Colts need to have a real plan with the quarterback. Enough with this – we're going to roll out this dead carcass – and has been it's, it's just not working it worked well with phil rivers but i think phil rivers had a lot more life in his arm than carson wentz did last year and matt ryan does this year but um while that was going on yeah the bills and the dolphins game that was just kind of topsy-turvy you know for it's not like the the dolphins didn't really stop buffalo as much as buffalo um you know th- there was like a one bad turnover that the, the Bills had in the in the first half, and then if you got you guys all watched it, like the uh, Josh Allen, he like he just like it's like he shot put the throw. The the guy was open in the end zone, and he just he threw it way well short. It's like he just kind of like had like a short short circuit in his brain. So good for the Dolphins, you know they, they don't have that much time to celebrate because they got a. You know, they played Cincinnati tomorrow. So, you know, on the road, I'd probably take the Bengals, but we'll see. And then, um, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, we don't have to talk about the Eagles and the Washington game, but, you know, a lot of people this week are talking up the, the fish and the Eagles, and we'll see. You know, the Eagles have looked so good in these first halves of their games that they've done nothing in the second half because they haven't had to. So eventually they're going to have to play a complete game because they're not going to be up 20 points at halftime. Um, And then we'll see how the Eagles do when their schedule gets a little tougher, when the 
weather gets a little colder and windier in the Northeast. Um, but having uh, two really good receivers, you know, obviously is beneficial to Jalen Hurts and obviously is beneficial to Tua. Um, so, so good for them, you know, Patriots, uh, Ravens game was entertaining for a while. Mac Jones got very sloppy with the ball. Um, Lamar Jackson had a great game. You know, Patriots, the fact that they scored 28 points was a victory in itself. But if you would have told me that the Patriots scored 28 points, I'd say that was, you know, then they're going to win. But they gave up 37 or whatever. So not good. Not good in Foxborough. Titans, Raiders. Uh, you know, these other guys can talk about it, but awful, awful game. You know, two, I, the bloom's off the Mike Vrabel rose. The bloom is off the, you know, Josh McDaniel's a great offensive coordinator, but he, he's not a head coach. The fact that Tennessee was ahead of schedule, you know, they scored 21 points. They scored their first three possessions of the game, and then they barely hung on to, uh, they barely held on against the, just a Las Vegas Raiders team that does not know how to play uh, pigskin. Shame on them. Shame on both those teams. Shame on them. And then, uh, as we tweeted about this, like, I was the fool. And I'll probably take them again this week. Uh, the Cardinals and the Rams. Like, like Cliff Kingsbury had no game plan. And they still almost covered. Like, Cliff, <laughs> lay off the coke. Like, lay off, like, Bang your girlfriend five times a week. Not set, you know, come on, let's coach a little bit because all you need is just a little effort, a little effort. You're not Ryan Gosling. You look like you're Ryan Gosling, but a little effort and you guys might actually be able to win some of these games instead of come up, come up so, so close. You got Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray's healthy right now. You got to use him before he gets banged up because he always gets banged up. Um, and I know they don't have Hopkins, but. That team, like they could have covered that game. They could have won that game because the Rams didn't play all that well. Stafford kind of had a whole hum game. Um, Seattle, Atlanta was a pretty entertaining game. There was no defense at all. Um, Geno played well. The Falcons played well. The Falcons have offensive weapons. They got, you know, Drake London, Dave, you know him, USC. They oh, yeah. got uh, Pitts, the, the, the tight end. They got Cordell Patterson, who's just like this monster running back when he wants to be. So that was a very good game. Uh, John took Atlanta. Good job by him. And then uh, Green Bay, Tampa, that game, both offenses, you know, Tampa's got a great defense, uh, but both offenses were obviously compromised with the lack of receivers out there for both Tom and Aaron to throw to. So, um, you know, John, good. I took the Packers. I'm not, I'm not going to be ashamed that, you know, they banked. Um, it's just weird. You know, you'd expect the Packers – you know, to score points in the second half and they didn't, but uh, they hung on. So that's, that's all that mattered. That's all John cares about. They, they won the game. So, um, and then that, I don't want to talk about that Sunday night game. You someone else could talk about that, <laughs> but uh, what an eyesore. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, I was, you know, Kevin brought up like, you know, there's so many college football teams and, at the end of the day, like I, I like college a lot more than the NFL. Yeah, I get wrapped up in fantasy, but you like NFL fatigue is a real thing. Like some of some of these teams, you just like I, I get bored watching sometimes. Like, and I, I'm not complaining, obviously, but like the Giants, Giants, Dallas. Like I watched that game because I had like 
more than two units on the game. But, like, if I didn't gamble, I'm not going out of my way to watch Giants-Cowboys. Like, it's just you get bored with some of these teams sometimes. I know it's a first-world problem, but but thank God for fantasy and gambling because <laughs> you're going to watch these teams. But, yeah, yeah I, I tweeted about this. Like, I tweeted about it, I think, yeah, on Monday night. Like, give me the – Innocent, reckless, youthful clownery of the Sun Belt and the Mac over the plotting, inefficient NFC East games or the that San Francisco, uh, Denver game. I want the I want the wild, low level college teams in the Mac on my Tuesday night, Wednesday night programming. Then you know, Titans Raiders seeing who can shit their pants. <laughs> the least and win the game you know yeah i don't know it's an interesting question because you know you can appreciate the higher quality of defenses in the nfl too but i get your point i totally get it like there's more personality in college football i think that's clear we talked about that in person when we were meeting in seattle like it totally totally hurt totally hear you on that um so let's go back to john and let's get your thoughts on last week's action two really good games to start us off and then on sunday at least and and it really you know thursday was a shit show don't let's not talk about that game but let's go to you for the last week's action yeah thursday was a shit show although not well it the if the the most things that have been decided when that lateral happened thank god i didn't affect like the spread or the the total um that was you know that was already decided when those laterals happened but in any event um yeah sunday was was interesting i mean the witching hour always delivers even if it is between shitty teams it usually does come through um you know the, the colts and the chiefs it, it really came down to special teams like andy said i mean the chiefs missing those kicks not having bucker pretty much lost them that game because you know he missed a kick and then another one i think they tried a fake or maybe it was a bad snap and it just it didn't work out and they really just kept indy in the game and then all of a sudden like red zone cuts to matt ryan having his one drive of the game and they score a touchdown to win. And yeah, he is just, just completely shot. I mean, he's probably does stop with some arm strength, but man, he is like worse than a statue in, in the pocket. And um, I mean, I don't know if we're, we're trying to figure out who's going to be like the next washed up quarterback to go there next year. We have to figure it out at this point, <laughs> who, who, who it's going to be, who they're going to sign. Cause they already did. They did Wentz. They did uh they did Ryan. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to think about it for maybe Ryan Tannehill that like, he can go to the, uh, go to the, um, go to the that. next year. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that'll be the next move. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, they saved their season basically with that win. Although, in the NFC South, I mean, AFC South, is it is it not crazy to say that the Jaguars are the favorite at this point? Like, they look like the best team out of all these these teams. I mean, Lawrence clearly has taken a step forward. They're actually coached by an actual NFL coach. Say what you want about Peterson. Like, you won a Super Bowl. Um, they have a talented defense. Like they're playing great. Like I would say the Jaguars are the favorite right now in the, in the AFC South, which you would have ever said a month ago. Um, it was with all the these other teams are playing. I mean, the Chargers got problems. Speaking of that game, I mean they have so many injuries. I don't know what they're doing playing Herbert down twenty eight in the fourth quarter, and he's got broken ribs. Like, dude, get him the hell out of the game. Like, why are you trying to make this any worse? I guess they lost another receiver to an ACL. They lost an offensive lineman. Like they're just decimated with injuries right now, and um, I mean, I don't know how you can. I mean, they're giving six at Houston. Like, I want to take Houston this weekend because I'm not laying points with the Chargers in their current their current state. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it an official pick, but I'm certainly not 
going to be laying points uh, with the Chargers in that matchup. Um, That's true. Yeah, the uh, you see the other games here. Um, yeah, the Raiders Titans game. I mean, yeah, I, Andy pretty much covered that. I mean, it was entertaining, but it was entertaining for the right reasons. Like Tennessee should have blown them out, and they just let them back into it. And I think you know they need uh, McDaniel's needs another one of those like game manager people, like you know that joke that they brought in at, at Denver, like it was going to make everything better. They brought in some old guy to to. to you know, some game analyst, like that's such a crock of shit. Like, come on, like, that's just, it's not going to work. But in any event, um, speaking of the, the Miami uh, Buffalo game, yeah, that was pretty, pretty entertaining. Uh, the bills outgave them by like 250 yards. And I know it's not the end all and be all, but they really, they really blew the game. And the, the best part of that was when Tua like falls down, like he takes this huge hit and like clearly hits his head on the back of the, the, the turf. And he gets up and like he's so wobbly, like mm-hmm. you can tell, like oh my god, the dude has a concussion. And fucking Ian Rappaport has like the balls to tweet something like, "Oh yeah, well, it, per my understanding, uh, his back locked up, and that's why he was wobbly." Like, dude, like stop being like a complete shill for the agents or the NFL that like you're. Don't say anything. Don't tweet anything if that's what you're going to say. Because anybody with half a brain could see that he was like in, you know, having a concussion or having some kind of head trauma at that point. His fucking back didn't lock up. Are you kidding me? Like, just don't even say that. Like, this just it was so stupid. Like, the, his tweets are just like get worse and worse every day. I don't have to follow, follow him. It's just, it's ridiculous. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so we'll move on to the, to the late action with the uh, Bucks and the Packers. Like, yeah, that was an ugly game. Um, it's interesting. Like, the Packers, they just can't handle, like, the moment of adversity. Like, they were completely rolling in that game. They were about to go up 21 to three and Aaron Jones fumbles at the goal line. And that completely, I wouldn't say it like shifted momentum because the Bucks really didn't do anything until the end of the game, but it just completely stopped the Packers offense. What, whatever they were doing before it just killed that momentum going forward. And, you know, they were out of sync. They couldn't really run the ball. Aaron wasn't on uh, the right page of his receivers. And, and that just, it just ruined the momentum. So they need to, to clean up whatever happens in, in those kind of moments, like bad coaching by the floor, Whatever it is, they just need to kind of work through those moments because they were rolling for those first three drives until that moment. I mean, I've been saying it since the preseason, more Romeo Dubs, we need to get him involved. And I think he's proven it. He just had like a 7 for 75 game with a touchdown. Like he's probably going to be their starter going forward. So uh, that's good. That's good news to see because Watkins is already on IR. and it took two weeks. So he's done. So Dubs is in, which is what you want to see. Um, yeah, the Falcons Seahawks game was entertaining. Um, Atlanta's better than we think, uh, you know, at least what we thought going into the season. So, uh, certain them and the Jaguars, I think are probably the two, um, improved teams or teams that you thought were going to be bad. They're actually pretty solid. Same with the lions, even though they lost against Minnesota, they're clearly an improved team uh, with Campbell. Um, they do. I think they do need a better quarterback. Like golf, he's not it. Like if they want to like make playoffs, um, but, you know, they're going to be competitive all year for sure. And then, yeah, Sunday night, oh, my God. Like, I don't even know Because <laughs> I bet the 49ers, and I still don't know how I lost that bet. Because Denver had, what, like nine three and outs. Their offense is fucking pathetic. Like, this guy, Hackett, couldn't coach a, a high school team. Like, their offense, the only reason they scored on that drive uh, the touchdown drive is because Wilson just like scrambled around enough to, to find, make a few plays. And then they ran it into the one yard line. There's, there's nothing happening on their offense, nothing. Um, a combination of the coach, the coaching and maybe Wilson isn't quite what he was 
say three or four years ago, probably a combination of both. I think it's more so the coaching. Um, you know, I, it sets up a good number for a Raiders bet this week. That's for sure. But um, yeah, just and then you know, San Francisco just as bad. Like they lost their left tackle, which is huge. Jimmy running out of the end zone ends up being the play that decides it. Which you know, Dan Orlovsky on Twitter, like I'm finally re- you know redeemed myself because <laughs> <laughs> he did it like all That's those funny. years ago. I remember um, that. <laughs> but oh my god, what an eyesore of a game! I, I don't even know what to say. I, I I'm like still in shock, but I I didn't think like Denver they had nine three and outs. And then all of a sudden they pull one drive out of their ass because Wilson made a few plays. I think they were like in third and ten a couple times too on that drive, which is just brutal. But you know the NFL, it always delivers. Whether it's bad or good, it always delivers on on Sundays. So. I mean, you could you could make the point that Jimmy Garoppolo scored the final eight points of the game because final night. You really and of course it ends like you thought they were going to get a drive going, and then uh, it was Wilson the back right. He fumbled yeah. at the end of the game. Like it just. Just terrible. It was rough. Just really, really rough. terrible. I mean, I, I still yeah. can't believe that 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 loss. But hey, how it goes. I'm with you. Well, no, I I had a I had a parlay. So it was like 49ers money line. Like I'm giving up at one minus one twenty, and then the under, the under like 46, 45, 46, whatever it was. I mean, the under way covered. Obviously, you know, you should have been under twenty one. Like you know, that was almost, you know, that was almost a winner. It was a bit of push under twenty one. Uh seriously. Just, just an ugly ass, ugly game. So let's uh, go to Cav. I saw that the Mets got out of a jam there in the in the top of the tenth, so uh, they got some life here. Um, let's get your thoughts on last week's action as well. I'll make it quick because these guys covered it all. But yeah, that Sunday night game was. I thought that was for a minute. It was like Iowa, Iowa State. We, we <laughs> portal into that was disgusting. Um, and the boys are right, man. The the Jags like that kind of shows that Urban Meyer's just a clown. I mean, they're, they're they're great. They're doing oh, what's happening here now? Uh, um, so that's number two. Yeah, that Sunday night was terrible. And basically, all else I got is the Giants. Uh, Dallas just has Mike McCarthy's still a fool, but the Dallas has better players. It's clearly obvious watching that. It's just um, I don't have much of it. I didn't really get a feel for the Giants coach, but McCarthy's still a fool. But Dallas just has just better talent overall. And yeah, the NFC East is plotting. Like Gandy said, it's, you know, honestly, like just my initial first month back with you guys, like I'll just get, I'll take the big 12 at any point over any of all of this. The big 10 is gross. The NFL is ugly. Um, I'm looking forward to maybe trying to watch the Pats Packers this week, but I, I like even the ACC. Like I'm, I'm actually hoping to find that Duke game on, so I don't have to listen to Tessator do LSU Auburn because I've had to listen to him like three times. I've had enough. <laughs> so I'll either try to find the Duke game or or uh, the Clemson game on Saturday night. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Those guys. And can we do? Can I just take unders now in the NFL? Do I have to pick teams? Because this is just atrocious. Like it's so bad. Yeah, if there ever was a year to institute over unders in this contest, this would be it. Yeah, there were... and the Joe Buck Jimmy Kimmel thing was kind of gross too. That was just like knob slobbing each other. I didn't. I did see that. Giants I didn't. Game. Didn't have the audio up, but I did see that. That's weird. That is kind of weird. It's a weird spot. Must have been so awkward. Um, uh, but yeah, thanks, Kevin. I'm sorry to interrupt there, but yeah. Oh under... no, no. Oh, but and John Susie Colbert told me that the guy who's coming in for Denver was going to fix everything. The old guy, and now you're telling me that was bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. I... 
Like, yeah, they all, oh, yeah, they're bringing in this guy. He's been a special assistant for 25 years for the Ravens. Like, what the fuck? Wouldn't we have heard of him? I didn't, I didn't even, like, they were like Rossberg. I'm like, I was expecting him to say, like, Tom Coughlin or something, at least someone I've heard right. of. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, like, this guy's going to be answered all the problems. Well, guess what? Paul, the Hackett is still a moron. Like, it's not going to change anything. Like, it, it doesn't, it, I, I couldn't <laughs> That's believe bad it. news when, like, yeah. like, week, your third game. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think it was, was that, who was doing well, – that wasn't Aikman. It was somebody else no, doing that uh, game. It was Tariko and Collinsworth now on Sunday Okay, so night. Collinsworth, he's, he, he, he was saying something like, you know, every, all these other guys would never admit they have, they have a, a problem and they just would have tried to fix it themselves. And he's tried to – apology over and over and over again. That was kind of gross to listen to. Yeah, it's too, pretty but. sad when you're your head coach, it's your third game in, and, like, you realize, like, you're completely over your head. But, like, this one guy is not going to solve the problem. I hate, to, I hate to break it to you, so. Is that – and was that Elway still who hired – I think or? Elway's out of the picture. I could be wrong. Okay. I think they, they completely sold that team to, like, the people that own Walmart, I think, own that team. I could oh, that's wrong. right. They mentioned – yeah, they brought they showed them. They showed – I don't like, think Elway's in the mix anymore. They 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 spanned it over, and that looks like the ball game. Nice. Yep. Who's it? Was it the big? Oh, the big giant fat guy had a hit. And I think no. I think he's your guy, he's Escobar. I think people. that does that got the game winning single. That's the Escobar game. I think he had all five RBIs. Wow. <laughs> and the Braves lost in ten. Yeah, I I know that because I had the Braves. <laughs> so... <laughs> Literally, Escobar was the Good offense. job out of the Mets. Good job out of the Mets. It's a big win right there. There's a tie in the standings for first place going into today, too. So, huge, huge win. Huge win. Um, but Andy and Rappaport is horrendous. Well, you guys touched on it, but I think Andy probably remembers him. Boston Herald guy, like, back in the day. He's just a clown. Yeah. He's just such a shill. Like, dude, like, we yeah. can see the guy as a concussion. Like, you don't need to tweet that. Like, I'm sure, like, an agent fed him that, but, like, or some league executive. But it just, it was the most... It was the dumbest thing I've ever he's seen. Gonna, he's going to come out with, like, you know, Brett Favre's a really good guy, you know, next week. Gonna be the, ne- the next <laughs> thing. Right. I saw him once sign an autograph for a kid with one leg, like some kind of horse shit. <laughs> you know what's so great about this? All? We've been talking so much about uh, Nathaniel Hackett during the season. Week fucking one. <laughs> I hear the name Hackett on it. Is this guy related to Paul Hackett? And it's, like, totally his son. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. It all makes sense now. That guy was a clown, you guys. When he used to be at USC. We should do like cause someone needs to do like the the like the Bizarro coaching tree. Cuz they always talk about like <laughs> Bill Walsh and Parcells and who has the best one. They should do like who has the worst. One. <laughs> who would be the the godfather of the, of the Well, Bel- Bel- Belichick's one is pretty awful. Like the, 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 to be honest with you. For, well, that's actually fair. Those yeah. guys are all the are guys. pretty terrible, but they still get tired. They just, they just suck. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Isn't is Arians part of that or no? Or am I thinking somebody else? Bruce Arians. Belichick, no. No, right? Okay, so Arians is pretty good. So I, I wouldn't have, I would have not put put him in that little group either. So, all no, right. But even like, yeah. Go ahead. No, all good, all good. So thanks for your information, everybody. Um, you know, so let's let's go ahead and get over to this week's action. I think that's, that's just about covers everything. So let's go to the picks then, and we'll cover this week's action. Um, we'll start with my picks again. So let's do it. Here we go. So we have this for you. Um, week four in the NFL. Who's ready? Let's do the thing. Um, it has been a tough week for me to pick. It, it, the last couple of weeks have been pretty bad as far as the NFL. It doesn't show because I did really well on the podcast picks. I felt good about, and I was. I'm still. I. I will. I will stand by what I did. I. I just thought 
I really did think Miami had a real chance there. They were a live dog, and they, they proved on Sunday. It was great. The problem with them now is they're going to be playing at the Bengals. There are just too many competing forces. I had to stay out of the kitchen on that game. I just have no idea. I think the wisdom of the gambler says take Miami getting four at Cincinnati. Because the two things. One, the Bengals are having a down year. And they might they might look a little bit better than they really are because of what they did against the Jets. And the primetime Bengals thing could still be kind of a thing. But we don't know how healthy Tua is, so that's why I can't I can't touch that game. But maybe you guys will. If you do, awesome. But I can't. I just have no idea. So let's let's go with these picks instead. Speaking of the Jets, they're gonna be going to Pittsburgh this weekend. They're gonna play the Steelers. And look, here's the thing. The Steelers don't look good. I am wondering if they're going to replace if they're going to replace the quarterback at halftime with uh, Kenny Pickett, the, you know, the the guy they drafted out of Pitt. So obviously it's a great story. You know, he's out of Pitt. He gets to play in the same stadium he played in college. I don't know, but their defense is very good, and I think the Steelers can win just with the defense alone. So I'm gonna get to have the Steelers giving three against the Jets. I don't love the pick, but you, you just cannot bet the Jets at any point of the season right now. So. I mean, Flacco, every time I watch him play, it, it makes me ping. It makes me physically hurt watching him play. Like, he's so bad. I just can't believe they even won a game. Anyway, um, game number two. Uh, Chiefs coming off a loss. Bucks coming off a win. But I'll tell you what, of the two teams, I think the Chiefs have definitely got more of their shit together. I'm going to go with the Chiefs giving one and a half um, at the Bucks. Brady has looked awful. That offense has looked terrible. The only thing that's really getting them through these games is their defense. The defense is good. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that the that the Chiefs... Now, look, this is a team that beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I get it. But Brady has looked terrible. I, I can't. I just... I can't. I, I can't. I think the Chiefs are going to win. We'll give the one and a half. We'll find out on Sunday night. <laughs> so the, the picks. Steelers giving three. Chiefs giving one and a half for week number four in the NFL. All right, let's go to Ron's picks. He sends them by the text. And Ron, again, hope you're doing well. Good luck to your picks, as we noted before. Uh, he's going to go with these two picks. Here we go. Uh, he's going to start with the Eagles, who really have been off to a great start. I mean, they've been... It was a very... I think you. I think Andy made the point. I'm not sure if it was Andy or John who made the point, but... There was a very strange second half for the Eagles. It's like they just decided to stop playing. They won. That's because the the commanders are adept, but that was very weird. I don't think they're going to get away with that against a whole lot of teams. However, I also think that maybe the Jaguars might get a little bit of uh, humility here. So Ron is going to take, you know, he's going to pick the Eagles, giving six and a half at home against the Jaguars in game number one. Game number two. Andy made this point at the beginning of the segment. Cowboys giving three and a half versus the Commanders. This could well be a checker on a checker, but Ron's going to take him for sure. So the picks for Ron are Eagles giving six and a half and Cowboys giving three and a half. Good stuff. All right, so let's go over to let's go over now to Andy. I'm very curious as to what you pick here from the NFL this week. Um, let's go to you for the picks. Yeah, thanks, Dave. And actually, it's it's three. I don't know when Ron looked at the line, but I I looked at the line at lunch on our action app. I'll give you three, I yeah. Three, it, three sounds I good. can pull yep. it up right now, cool. Eddie style. 
Let's do three. Let's play three. Okay. Did you see it? Maybe, no, you might not be able I to see it. I think the filters it, took it out. It, that's okay. It, I, I, I trust you. Three. I trust you. I believe it. And that's good for Ron, too. Yeah, definitely. But, um, it benefits Ron, too. Yeah, I mean, it might, we might, it might come back to haunt us in the ass, but, you know, Cooper Rush is 3-0 and uh, against the spread. And, uh, yeah, because they... Because, yeah, they, uh, yeah, I mean, 3 0 outright, too, going back to the Monday night game last year against Minnesota, the Bengal game two weeks ago, and this past Monday against NYG. And I called it last week. Well, I didn't call anything. I just, you listen to Dog, and you know he's going to double down on this take, and it's a good take. Like, Dak Prescott is a little overrated. So, this idea that it's like this huge downgrade from Dak to Cooper Rush really isn't that much of a huge downgrade because Cooper Rush has proven to be formidable. Dallas, uh, they're getting healthier. Um, Gallup's going to come back. I think Pollard's a better running back than Elliott. Elliott still has a little bit left in the tank, but they, as bad as they were week one against Tampa, but Tampa's got a good defense, right? So um, look at me. Hey, V-Tread, I'm... I'm sucking off your cowboys but um they're a they're a decent team and i'm just so done with i mean like i said i've never a carson wentz guy to begin with and you know antonio gibson's okay you know their number one receiver is okay mclaughlin but their defense sucks carson wentz sucks ron rivera is okay but he's had you know he's over the hill in my opinion uh yeah now I'm worried about Dallas because, you know, you never know when the bad Mike McCarthy might rear its ugly head. I mean, it almost did against the Giants. What are you doing throwing the ball when the Giants have no timeouts? You're just trying to milk that game away. You could have – you run the ball there, and then the Giants maybe get the ball back with like a minute left. Instead, they got the ball back with like a minute and 45 seconds. But uh, but he tried to blame Kellen Moore on that. But anyway, uh, this game is just – I'm taking Dallas because that defensive line, that pass rush should give Carson Wentz fits. And that's it. That's that's my narrative. Dallas. And then game, God, see, we'll talk about Kansas City Tampa. One of those teams is going to be on a two-game losing streak after that game. You, would not, you wouldn't think that. But one of those teams has to lose unless they tie. But I don't want to touch it. I'm, I do like Kansas City, but I'm not going to use that for a pick. I'm going to be a fucking dum-dum. I'm going to take the Texans plus five and a half as my pick. I'm taking Lovey Smith. I'm taking Davis Mills. I'm taking Brandon Cooks. But Sandy or the LA Chargers, sorry yachts, condolences yachts, hang in there yachts. They're in a bad way. Um, they're, Herbert is compromised. Like, even if he's playing what what is he 80 percent best at tops 66 percent tops and yeah i'm bitter i have austin ecker on a fantasy team and he's laid three fucking eggs three eggs so yeah i'm down on austin eckler and their offense is just they just uh too much hype going into this year too much you know do stay not do staley that was the eagle running back Whatever. Last name Staley. Coach Staley. Uh, no Keenan Allen. Bosa's all banged up. Eckler's laying eggs. Herbert's got broken ribs. 
I'm supposed to take them on the road giving five and a half? <laughs> no. You know, I I wish the Texans still had the guy from last year. That head coach did not deserve to get canned. I mean, he he was cooking with crap, and uh, he he got he squeezed a lot of blood out of that one stone. Um, so this team, obviously, a little better. Uh, yeah, Houston's been pesky. Houston's been very pesky so far this year, and I expect that I expect them to hang around. I wish the line was six. It might be in real life by Sunday morning, but for this show tonight, it's five and a half. Give me the Texans plus five and a half. Andy, I, I think you've really caught on to. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're. That, I think it's interesting. Good, good stuff, and thanks for the picks, Andy. Let's go over to John and get your two picks for NFL Week Four. Two people stayed out of the Miami kitchen. Let's see if uh, John jumps in. No, I'm not going to that kitchen. Um, I will probably take the Bengals because I think it's a tough, really tough spot for Miami after that game um, on Sunday, where you know they're in the 90 degree heat and um, you know they had were outgained, and then like, two was injury, and then some other guys injured. I'll, I'll probably go with the Bengals. But for our picks here, um, might as well just all dive into this Dallas game because <laughs> I said the same thing. How how is Washington going to block that front? Like it, it's it's not gonna happen. Like they just they gave up like what six seven sacks to the Eagles. Parsons might get that on his own. Um, and each Washington game, they do shit in the first half. I think they had like one first down against the Eagles or two first downs against the Eagles. Something just ridiculous. Same thing against the Lions. Like Wentz is a great player in the second half when they need to like just start throwing it all over the field and they're down twenty points. Like. If you bet Washington, like in the second half, the last two weeks, you would have won. Because I think they actually probably won in the second half. But it doesn't matter when you're down, you know, 24 points at halftime. You know, and and I agree, Cooper Rush has been, uh, dare I say, like a revelation. Like um, he's got, a, he's a, has a strong arm. He, he gets it out, he gets it out quick, and um, we'll make have him make some good decisions, and we'll let the defense do its thing. Like go up 21 nothing again at halftime, and then give give Wentz. You know, backdoor 10 points, whatever. Who cares? 21-10, Dallas. So, yeah, I'll dive right into this trap. I could not believe it was three. I thought it was going to be, like, six. So we'll we'll, we'll leave the three, and, you know, maybe we'll all be losers here on, on Sunday when it's, like, you know, 27-20 to 20, uh, Washington. But um, I certainly hope not. And then pick two, I alluded to it. We're just going to keep fading Denver. Like, why, why wouldn't you? Like, this team's offense is completely broken. Their coach is a moron. What else do you need to say? Like, we're going to take Las Vegas, giving two and a half. I, this is kind of a, you know, a mic. You don't want to go 0-4 for sure. Uh, you know, <laughs> save your season kind of game. I mean, they easily could have won against Arizona. They were up 20 to nothing in that game. You know, could have gotten the two-point conversion last week and and won against, um, against Tennessee. Um, you know, week one, uh, I forget who they played in week one. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, that was a close game too. Like, so they've been in all three of these games. They could have won. And, and again, like Daniels is probably not made out to be a head coach, but he certainly, I think, will maybe smarter than Hackett. So, Raiders at home just got to win by a field goal against this inept coaching staff of the Broncos. We're just going to roll with it. So, Raiders minus two and a half, and Cowboys minus three are the picks for week number four. I love it. I love it. I love it. Good luck, John. Thanks for the picks again. Um, all right. So I did want to offer you a bonus pick um, in addition to the ones I gave earlier. I I know that um, 
that Kyle Shanahan has this thing against uh, uh, Sean McVay. So my bonus pick is 49ers giving one at home against the Rams. I think that's I gonna... love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm all on it. I'm all in on San Fran. Love it. I'm, I mean, that that was a travesty. Shanahan, he didn't get outwitted by Paul or by Hackett. <laughs> yeah. Shanahan must still have steam coming out of his ears. I, mean, I know. God, what Garoppolo did to undermine that game for him. That just That's just a bummer. You know, <laughs> so let's go over to Kevin. Um, before we start, Kev, I I did want to double check your pick from last week because you mentioned you had the Lions. I wrote down that you had the Saints. Um, did I just write it wrong? <laughs> Do we, Kev? Hello. Did they play the? Wait, what was that game? So the picks you had last week, just to recap that <clears throat> from the NFL, you had Chiefs giving five and a half at the Colts, and the other yeah, one we're I not wrote talking about that one. Let's not talk about that stupid. <laughs> Hey, I was on it too in the pool anyway, in John's pool. So that, I don't want to talk about that one either. Um, but if you, I'm sure you're right. I'm, <clears throat> I'm sure you're right, Dave. Well, if anybody can remember, if remember the segment from last week, let me we know. We can't if I remember wrong. that. <laughs> Especially after Andy's time in the at the Washington game, he can't remember that weekend at all. <laughs> all right, Kevin. John well, was just in Vegas. I mean, come on. Right, that'd be tough. For Who John. knows what Ron is that, doing? That's. <laughs> I'm not gonna we haven't seen him in a month. It'd be great if he showed up next week and he kind of looked like Dave. Like all, all of a sudden, all his muscles are gone. You're like, what happened, dude? <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, I love it. Uh, well, Ron, either way, I hope your picks go well. And Kevin, same for yes. you. I really hope you have a bounce back here. So let's give it to you for your NFL picks. This is a joke. I got to come. I mean, <laughs> what a disaster. So I can't I can't narrow it down. So I had to come up with something. And as you know, as we've mentioned many times, well, Ron's not here. So I'm the resident dad on the, on the show now. Um, so I can't see any of these games. It's just except for the night ones. So I, I've made it a thing where I'm just going to pick the games that I get to watch or choose from the three or whatever just to narrow it down because you guys i can't compete with your knowledge of the so i have to make my life a laser and there's no way i'm playing andy reed after that turd from last week that's just <laughs> still disgusting and annoying so and then i just andy and dave just jumped out of their seats first of all you guys with your i mean Ron taking the Eagles and the Cowboys and all of you guys, you guys are plod city. It's pretty funny. Like everyone <laughs> just rips the NFC East and then <laughs> but um I just see Andy and Dave go gaga over the 49ers and my tact was sort of to fade the public, so I'm gonna fade the show and uh, take the Rams. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and because this is just how I have to pick games because I have I'm just terrible. I what I think I'm what like four and a hundred. Um, so I'm going to take the Rams, and then I'm going to take the uh, Joe Burrows and the Bengals in the other night game that I'll get to to get sit back and relax and watch with my, you know, red hot blues and and seltzer. Not like the old days, but I'll be hanging in there with you guys with that. So those are my two picks. All right, and I think that's all I got. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's. I like let's... to forget a lot about. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be curious. I think the Pats might keep, keep it close in Green Bay, but I'm not. I don't have the nuts enough to take that one. Well, let's see. Let me go look at what the number was. Let's see. It was. Uh, I thought it was like close to ten. Let me see. Double check that. No, no, no. no. I don't. Think, I don't know if it was close to ten, but no, it's close to ten. Nine and a half. Yeah. How about that? And Kevin has 
has has volunteered to go to the kitchen for that dolphin game. I think that's a good side of it, though. I think that if you're going to pick a side, I think John was on that side too. So um, good luck, good luck, Kev. And uh, I mean, we're head to head on one of the picks, but certainly we hope that uh, you have a nice week either way. So good, good time. I'm nicer than the people in uh, Western Florida. Well, yeah, things are th- things are. I don't know if that's in reference to Tampa Bay or if that's just in reference to. There's a hurricane, Dave. The hurricane. You know, I was getting quite I large. Was, I was getting. I was getting to that. I was getting to that. Hurricane Dave. Hurricane Ian. Yeah, doing a number yeah. on Florida. It's really, it's really quite a, it's really quite a bummer. Um, but uh, you know, be safe, everybody, as best you can. You know, um, hurricanes are never, they're never easy. So it's it's where we're sending our thoughts. Dave, <laughs> doing like a Russo. Hurricanes are bad. <laughs> War's bad, Mike. War's bad. God. Thanks. All right. Well, with that uh, and all that in mind, uh, let's go uh, over and uh, get some final thoughts. Oh, no, no. We were going to do featured games. We still have time for that. So let's go throw that in on the table. Uh, featured games this week are quite exciting. Another – we talked – we actually got into a lot of these already. So um, we are starting off looking at the um, Dolphins-Bengals, which I, I – I, that's the kitchen game. I, I, Kevin's in the kitchen, going in the kitchen. The rest of us are staying out. We'll see if anything comes of that. I'm a, even like the over under. I wouldn't have a feel for. Like I'm like, it could be over, could be under. I don't know yet. Um, Titans Colts. Yeah, I don't know if that should have been there. But Bills Ravens. That'll be a good game. Patriots Packers. We talked about them. Chiefs Bucks. We talked about them too. Rams Niners. As we as we're all playing that Sean. Mc, I mean that that Shanahan versus McVay trend. And Kevin's fading the same trend. It'll be a very interesting game on Monday night. So uh, that's what you got as far as your featured games. Uh, let's go back to John. Let's get your thoughts on this week's action. Yeah, it should be a good NFL slate. I, like I said, I'm, I'd probably be on the Bengals tomorrow night. Um, yeah, Titans Colts doesn't need to be on that list, Dave. So let's just let's just scratch that yeah. right off. <laughs> but um, yeah, Bills Ravens is a real interesting one. Um, the Bills, if they're still really banged up on defense, I probably would lean the Ravens getting the points there at home. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson's just been an electric start to the season. He scores like four or five touchdowns every game between rushing and passing. Um, their defense hasn't been great though, so that's that might be like an over overlook too. Um, but I would lean Bills. Uh, I'm sorry, Ravens uh, with the spread and probably over with the points. Um, yeah, Pats and Packers. I mean. I don't know. Like Green Bay should win. I mean, 10 points is a lot. Um, you know, the Pats still have a good defense and they should be able to run the ball, but I can't, I, I know it's not a matchup against, you know, one quarterback is not going against the other, but I just can't see Brian Hoyer going into Green Bay and like winning the game against Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the Packers will probably do enough that they'll be, I, I never, I mean, I'm in a survivor pool this year and I'm just dreading the week that I have to take the Packers. I might as well just get out of the way now. Um, Cause I don't see, you know, just move on to the next week and hopefully they'll, they'll win it. But um, I think the point, it might be a little bit too many points. I could see it being like a 24 to 17 game or, or something 23, 16, something like that. And green Bay wins and the Pats just kind of hang around. But, um, and then in the, you know, you have the night game there that might be relocated, I guess, to Minneapolis because of the hurricane. So keep an eye on that. Um, I don't know what that'll do to the spread. I'm guessing it'll probably move it towards the chiefs by like a point or two, but, Certainly keep your eye on it. I would leave the lean the Chiefs just because the Bucks are just so banged up right now with their injuries. And you know, Evans will be back after after suspension. But um, 
you know, you figure Mahomes will have a better game than he did against the Colts. And then, yeah, I'm with you guys on the, the Shanahan McVay angle. I think Shanahan uh, is going to like that game last week out of his, out of his mind. I mean, I, I, again, I still can't believe they lost to Denver and um, yeah, he owns McVay. We'll go with that trend and I'm with you guys on the 49ers. And yeah, the rest of the slate is, is decent and there'll be another witching hour of action on Sunday. Underrated like Mongo coach matchup. Uh, um, Kingsbury against Matt Rule. There's some real wits being matched in that one. I, I have no idea what I'm going to do with that game. I might just not bet it because who the hell knows? Yeah, that's there are going to be a couple of games like that. I get, I like, I think Andy alluded to another one with Houston versus the Chargers. Like, you could not feel confident betting either side of that, but I, I think Andy's on the right side of it because uh, you've got the value and you definitely got the team that's that's more healthy. So, um, Andy, let's go to you and look at Leo. We'll look at this week's action as well. Yeah, it's um good game tomorrow on in theory. You know. Yep. Um, we'll see if. Sorry, I'm looking at stuff on the internet. Um. Uh, the Bengals. You know, because I have. Sorry, old baby, talking about my fantasy team, but I got Burrow and, and Chase on the team, so I'm always going to be invested in the Bengals. That's the keeper league. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, obviously they, they got back on track or they beat the hapless Jets, so we'll see if they can kind of, quote-unquote, keep it continue. And we'll see how long, um, you know, I, I feel like this is a tough ask for the Dolphins sky high off that win against Buffalo to get back in gear, you know, three days later and take their talents to Cincinnati. Um, the line's four, so makes you wonder a little bit. I'll probably play Cincinnati, though. I'll probably – that's tough. Oh, no. Because I, I like that Dolphin coach. And I think Zach Taylor can be kind of a ding dong. Uh, I don't know who to pick at this point. Maybe, maybe the over. Maybe I'll play the over. No, I'll play a side too. But I don't know. We'll see. It should be a good game, though. Should be a good game. And then, yeah, I'll probably, you know, I don't. I'm not even trying to mush John at all. But uh, I'm probably going to take the Packers in the Survivor League. Watching the Patriots, like I know what Bill's plan is. You know, let's try to – we got to keep this game like 20 to 17. We got to keep this – and he might – I he might keep – he might hold Green Bay to 20 points. I don't see the Patriots scoring 17 points. I don't see the Patriots scoring 10 points. Them scoring touchdowns is like watching a miracle. They just – they just – they and it's got to be, you know, 12, 15-play drive. They just – they have no explosiveness. They had no explosiveness with Mac Jones. How are they going to have any explosiveness with Brian Hoyer? I joked about it with John. Like, I'd rather see Bailey Zappi. But um, Bill is like the last type of coach that's going to do that. Stubborn as he is, he's just going to try to win. Like, he gets off on it, like trying to win these plotting style games. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Nance and Romo got screwed with this game, you know. Patriots just aren't that good. They're okay with Mac Jones. They're just not good with Brian Hoyer. Sorry, CBS. Oh, well. Um, 
But yeah, that's uh, it's just the way it is. Uh, Chiefs Bucks, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, my Mongo brain is like, my Mongo brain says take the Chiefs because the Bucks, you know, they have they're worried about the hurricane and all that stuff, families, houses, property, all that stuff. And then my other Mongo portion of the brain's like take the Bucks because maybe this hurricane, like this is their distraction that they need. But I don't know, I. I'll probably take the Chiefs, whether that game is in the Midwest or it's. I don't think it's going to be in Miami, um, for different reasons. I read about it. They said they they they'd rather have that game like completely out of the state of Florida. Uh, I don't know sensitivity reasons or whatever. But yeah, wherever that game is, I probably take the Chiefs. Yeah, Bills Ravens very entertaining. I'm assuming that's the Iron Eagle game. Uh, I probably lean Bills. As good as the Ravens and as good as Lamar has been, the fact that they gave up 28 points to the Patriots and that second-half defensive letdown in Week 2 against the Fish, you think the Bills be chomping at the bit. So I'll probably take the Bills in that game. And for entertainment reasons, yeah, I was going to bring up the Matt Rule, Ryan Gosling game. Whenever the Cardinals and the Panthers play, it reminds me of that uh, playoff game years ago where Jake DeLone threw like six interceptions, maybe even seven. But it was like at least six or seven interceptions. Panthers, Cardinals. I'll probably take Gosling. Uh, I, Matt, you know, Rule, man, I liked him at Baylor, but and I never liked Baker Mayfield. So I'll probably take the Cardinals in that game. And then there was another game that I was going to bring up. Oh, Saints Vikings! All the ex- all the experts were wrong about the Saints. I bought into the Kool Aid that Jameis was reformed and Kamara still had, you know, Kamara still good and Michael Thomas is back and the Saints have this great defense. The Saints fucking suck. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'll I'll get up at six thirty. I'll watch that game. Right, London. I forgot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was yeah. just looking. I was looking for it on the map over here. And I'm like, where is it? I'm like, it's the London yeah. game. Yeah, Spiro, yeah. Spiro Didis, I think. Yeah, Spiro Uh But I will probably. Spiro is in Philly. Oh, is he? Okay. Kevin um, Kugler and Mark Sanchez will be doing this game, according okay. to this, chart, this screen. Well, the yeah, London one. The London game. Who's doing so, the London game? Is it Sanchez and the other guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're not bad. I've heard them like on Red Zone. They're they're listenable. So, yeah. Andy was right about uh, Iron Eagle too with the Ravens. I love Iron Eagle, but uh, the I'll probably take the Vikings that game. That's you know that's the breakfast game out here in Seattle. Um, I just the Saints might eventually hand the keys to Andy Dalton, as sad as that may be. Um, because Winston's got like a broken back and he's still he's got broken brain too. So and then as Kevin mentioned, that Jaguar Eagle game suddenly has like decent juice. Peterson play, coaching against his old team. And uh Trevor Lawrence has Trevor Lawrence has taken obviously a, a step forward. And obviously the Eagles have you know, they've only they can only play who they play and yeah, they they played some crappy teams or whatever, but they played well. So this will be interesting to see what happens. I'll be into it. I'll be into it on Sunday morning. Good. So yeah, there's there's some juice, and then 
yeah, the Monday night game, yeah, we're all we all have our different reasons for taking, you know, Kevin's fade in the podcast and we're fading <laughs> we're fading McVay. But yeah, i you know, I think uh we could be dead wrong too, but I, I you know, Rams, San Francisco, it's always a good game. It's NFC championship rematch and they always seem to go toe to toe. Pretty good. I like it. It reminds me a little bit about the debate we used to have about what was the best division in the NFL. And for a couple of years, it was the NFC, and it was the NFC West. And this year, we were saying the AFC West. I still, I kind of wonder what it is right now after like we all, fu- yeah, we fucked up. Right? <laughs> I was gonna say because I mean, like you look at Denver and the Chargers, it's like wow. I don't know. <laughs> I bought into the Bronco Kool Aid too. Like, oh, Russell can cook with Jerry Judy and you know Sutton. Portland Sutton or whatever his name is and yeah. they got decent running backs and well we read the room wrong and I, yeah I know it's only week three but I don't know I'm I'm done with Hackett <laughs> I think all of us are done with Hackett oh yeah 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 100% alright John let's get your or did we do this already no I think we did we did get your look at this week's action John just double checking yeah go to Kevin okay great thanks uh, let's go Kevin anything you want to add as far as this week um, just that you guys get your your plotting central gets Kevin Burkhart. That should be fun. The Commanders <laughs> and the Cowboys. Plotting central. Um, try to make that it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't know. You get you, everyone touched on the uh, rule in Kingsbury. I actually kind of tying that into uh, college, where that I think that could be the next one of the the loser could be the next uh, coach at Arizona State. They don't watch it. Um, <laughs> oh, I could Kingsbury would just. Well, it's weird because, yeah, Phoenix and Tempe, he wouldn't have to move, you know? Yeah, right. That would be good for him. And rules, definitely, he should go back to college. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the, I, I, I think I missed your guys in the year, your, which is the best division. But, uh, yeah, you blew that one. No, nah, we blew it. I was on I, – I felt exactly the same as Andy. I thought the AFC West was clearly the best division. No. <laughs> All right. What do you guys think of Burkhart and Olsen so far as like the Fox number one team? Yeah, the new name. I I would say like they're good as like the second or third, but for the number one game of the week, I'm I'm not feeling it. The ESPN broadcast, even though I'm not a Buck fan or an Aikman fan, just just having their presence there like elevates the game, in my opinion. Yeah. It was like summer. I, that's when I was thinking about that. You guys, we've been talking about an NFC East kind of being overblown all these years. Like, it's partly because Madden and Summerall used to do all those games, like every week, and you, so it would kind of elevate it to that point. And that's what I was saying the couple weeks ago with Herb Street on on Thursday night. It kind of just knocked it down a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I Burkhart, I just yeah. Burkhart used to be like French who was the other choice. Like, who who was who did he, who was the other? I mean, choice it would have been like Burkhart. Joe Davis, but I don't think that would have been a better choice. I think I think yeah. they actually was the best available choice of what they had um, in house. I'm still pushing for Gruden to make a comeback. <laughs> Bur- they get somewhere. somewhere. I want him. In, I want him in there somewhere. They get the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. It's, not, it's Kevin Burkhart's getting the Super Bowl, whether you like it or not. There you go, Dave. It's fascinating. I mean, Burkhardt, who's a local, I guess, if you talk about where he lives, he lives like in Manhattan Beach. That's not far from me. So I'm like, <laughs> I might run into him in the store one day. And when I'm, Jesus. Yeah. He must. Yeah, that's, oh, that's a pricey neighborhood. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. 
But hey, look, you, you're at Fox and you get the number one gig. I, I think you, you can afford a place like that for sure. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But it's right next to uh, what's his name, right? Hunter Biden. They're probably neighbors. Oh, man. Oh, that's a that's a party. It's a hopping spot. Burkhart and Biden. <laughs> uh, good times. But yeah, I think I agree with John's point, though. Like, I don't think he elevates a game either. He's a great vo- He's a very solid play by play guy. But I just think his style, even for being a New York guy, is just so laid back. His voice is so laid back. It just doesn't make me think of... or It's the same problem Ernie Johnson has. It's just his voice is too casual and laid back to really make me think there's a presence for it to be the lead voice of the NFL. So I'm with you, John. I, I feel similar. Do you guys watch this Eli Payton thing, or is it a total joke? I haven't I watched watch. it all. Yeah. I don't because I think Joe Buck's good. I mean, I know he gets a lot of crap. I think he's yeah, I like him. Yeah, Drake. definitely. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think we'll just give it to everybody for final thoughts. I mean, I did watch some of the Eli Payton stuff last year. I haven't even touched it this year. I just I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just fun to jump around on once in a while for between commercials, but I don't feel like I need to go out of my way for it. Um, so John, let's give it to you for final thoughts, and then uh, around the corner, and we'll wrap it up. Yeah, we, you know, they upgraded with Buck and Aikman, but they still got Booker on at halftime. What the hell is going on? Like, this guy is everywhere. Like, he's on college football <laughs> halftime, too. We can't get rid of him. Just go away. Like, you probably made a lot of money. Like, enjoy your family and go do something else. I'm ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, it should be a fun weekend. And um, hopefully the picks go better for us the last than they did the last couple of weeks. They can only go up from here, I guess, for going 0-4. So, um, yeah, good luck to all your bets and – Hopefully next week we're talking about some winners and some more exciting games, which I'm sure they will be. So, With you on that, John. Thanks so much, and uh, let's go to Andy, and let's get your final thoughts. Yeah, you know, um, we're getting to that time of the sports calendar where, you know, part of you is sad because it's dark and it's fall and it's, you know, cold and, you know, autumn leaves. I know guys like Sharon hate apple picking, whatever, but you know the conflict you know nba starting in a couple weeks i'm watching baseball we got you know sunbelt midweek's gonna start soon it's a good it's a great time of the sports calendar and uh, it goes by fast but i'm i'm into the baseball and uh i love october i love october for you know just all the different sports that are on every single evening and uh, I have no life, so it's perfect. It's, it, it can't be <laughs> All right, Andy. Well, it's it is a really great sports month for sure. So you know, it'll, it's it's a good. There's always something on. Um, Je- Kevin, let's give it to you for the last word. Yeah. Good luck with all your picks. I'm already. I already hate mine. I already want to change them all. Um, I'm already starting to like research college hoops now because I've just had it with football. <laughs> it's too um, early to give it for football. Yeah. It's too early. I'm not giving up, giving up, just giving up on the on the picks and just just being a total disaster. Um, not representing the uh, the New England area very well. At least we have John though. Cheers. That's about it. Good luck, Andy. Uh, you do, do you do the um, CBD seltzers? Have you tried those? I have not. I just more just straight up THC. And... All right, I was curious. Uh, yeah, I think I'll I'll think I'll put, hold off on those for a little while. Sounds good. Well, thanks again. If, for... if these picks could keep going this this bad, like once like once they legalize gambling in mass, and if they continue this bad, I will be partaking in those often. 
Maybe I should take some gummies before I do my picks for next week. If I'm zero and four again, you know, that'll change. You know what, my luck, John. If you, I, I feel like I want to, if if I if I do it zero and four with you, I think I might do that with you. I still yeah. have some left. O- I still have left, like a plan. left over from something. So that could be a fun. That could be a fun angle for the be a fun show the podcast. <laughs> Start fading everything. A fun podcast next week. <laughs> we get could be, could be, folks. Y'all, I've got, yeah. I've got a, I've got my the four year turning four birthday party on Saturday with like twenty five kids, it just and like thirty adults. <laughs> no one said no. It's the biggest absurdity. I kept seeing the little evite thing. Like this said yes, this said yes. They're bringing their brother. I'm like, we gotta, we have to move it out of the house to some park. <laughs> There's too many people. I'm like we can't make have. sure the gummies don't get in the goodie bags. That's oh for yeah, sure. good we, point. <laughs> we have to have get it out of the house, and then that's not even his real birthday. Then his real birthday is next week when the family's coming over, and everybody said yes. Yeah, so it's like Thanksgiving next week. Oof. So this is gonna be rough. Ah, oh, Kevin, hang in there. Yeah. Holy moly, we'll get through it. Yeah. Yeah, you're strong. You're strong. You'll make it. You'll make it. Um, <clears throat> and you know, we've all had those four, all in four weeks. You'll, you'll, you'll be. You guys will bounce back. I'm not worried about it. Like so. Um, thanks again, everybody. Good luck to your picks. Well, maybe now you will because I said that. But, but seriously, I hope you all have a better week this week. Take care, everybody. Uh, thanks again for doing this. Um, appreciate you, and uh, have fun with the weekend. And, and, and good luck, everybody. Take care, everyone. All right. Good luck. Have fun at Rose Bowl Friday. Here. Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. You have fun, everybody. Take care. All right. Let's peace out. Peace out. Thanks, Andy, Ron, John. Good times. That is gonna be a. That's gonna be a fun. That is gonna be a fun day. Um, going to the Rose Bowl. I haven't been there in a. Well, I went there last year. It hasn't been that long. But, <laughs> but uh, it's got a good matchup for that game. I think it, that Friday is gonna be great. So, uh, thanks everybody once again. Andy in Seattle. John in Connecticut. Kevin on the Cape. I'm Dave Medina. You can catch us here uh, at Didcow if you're looking for us on Twitter. And um, on YouTube, we're at youtube.com slash ditcow. We go live every Wednesday at 9 o'clock Eastern. Um, hope you can you can catch us there live and comment if you want to. Or catch all of our replays, which are also at that same site. And the podcast, as you know, is uh, at ditcow.com or on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. I also host a sandwich show on Twitch where we have a general conversation with content creators throughout the universe. Look for us there at Davey is eating a sandwich. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Good luck to your picks. And we'll see you next time.